Cuomo and Poland cars, quote, vax ports. Vax ports? Are... Uh, Nazi propaganda. Uh huh. I thought this was America, not Nazi Germany. That was all written on the back of a. Yep. Wow. What's crazy is how much they missed the mark on not knowing that, like the Nazi thing was on their your side. You know yeah. what I mean? Not your specifically. Not that you're a Nazi. No. But I don't think you are. I don't think I am. I hope I'm not. If I was, wouldn't I wouldn't know? know. Or, you? I would know. I'm not. Come on. Stop looking at me like this. You're incriminating yourself. <laughs> we just started the podcast and you're already canceled. Didn't, uh, but <laughs> cancel culture is canceled, right? If I, it depends who you ask. This is true. Welcome to the internet. Welcome to episode six of I am your friend. Uh, we'll call this episode six and a half of the I That's am your fair, friend podcast. Yeah. Uh, because we recorded this yesterday and I was exhausted and hung over and dehydrated. Oh yeah. Um, and I couldn't hold a conversation to save my life and just ranted about, my whole career in the music industry for some reason. And we're so, I, and I listened to it. I said, you know what? I just need a good night's sleep and we're going to go at it again today. And here we are. I feel so much better. That's so great. thank you for coming back. You're welcome. And I apologize for wasting your time yesterday. I mean, we hung out. Um, I'm getting a lot of funny feedback about um, your texts to me because I put it on oh. my story. <laughs> um, and a lot of people are like <laughs> uh, finding it very funny just because you were like, no offense, but. You looked like shit, and I did, and I deserve that. Yeah. So, um, but here we are, John Vaughn, my fourth guest. I love the number four. Yeah, I couldn't imagine having anybody else as my fourth guest. So, thank you. I'm honored. Um, we th- cheers. We cheers our coffee yesterday. I say we cheers. Yeah. Our we did make really good coffee today, and I made more of that slow clap from Overwinter. Shout out Overwinter Coffee. Uh, I had more of that this morning, and it was amazing, dude. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Barons. Love Andrew Barons. Shout out Andrew Barons. Andrew Barons. I gotta uh, get him on the pod, man. I gotta get both the Barons brothers on the pod. I worked with him today. Uh, oh, he's working at Overwinter now. Yeah, the Williamsville one. Mm-hmm. Is he working tomorrow? No. Okay, you're working tomorrow though. All day. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. He is there on Wednesday. Mm. Open opening, but today he told me that he thinks that Overwinter has the best espresso in Buffalo. Whoa. Which is what what is on right now? Which is the slow clap. The slow clap as espresso. Yeah. All right. Guess what I'm getting tomorrow, John? Iced Americano. Yeah. A large. Uh-huh. I knew it. Yeah. That's my man right there. <laughs> that's my man right there. Oh, okay. We'll Shit. teach you that, bud. Don't worry. Okay. Um, what happened there was I tried to do the thing with John Vaughn where I dap him up for the people not watching on YouTube, dapped him up and then tried to end it with the fist bump mm-hmm. and he wasn't ready for that. So no. um, we didn't complete it, but we'll work on it again later. Great. Okay. Um, so John Vaughn, you're, uh, you love coffee. I do love coffee. And you're really good at making it and you are, Thank you. you really know a lot about it. And, um, there's probably people listening who like just go to Tim Hortons and are like, what the fuck is coffee? Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? It's just coffee. They're like, I, I go to Tim Hortons every morning and I wait in line for 20 minutes and I get my double double and I shit my brains out and I go yeah. about my day. Yeah, and these people I, are missing out on a really enjoyable experience of life. Yeah, dude, coffee doesn't have to be bad, and I always thought that it did because I, I <laughs> dude, same. <laughs> you tell your sto- your origin story, then I'll tell mine. But go ahead, because I, I was that person, dude. I cannot, uh, man. The it's astronomical the amount of large ice double doubles with hazelnut that I got every day Whoa. at Fredonia. That was my drink. Yeah. Maybe I would have double four, double with hazelnut. Large ice double double with hazelnut. You're putting a lot in there. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. I 
honestly, I probably had like four a day at some times. Yeah, I was just going to double-double. <laughs> That's specifically why I mentioned that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, And said people just going, because that was my life, <laughs> especially in Fredonia. That, because it is also a very Buffalo thing. Totally. The double-double. Or is it really? a t- Tim Hortons thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, if you went out of state, out of, I don't know, any... <laughs> Anywhere without a Tim Hortons, yeah, for that matter. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah if, I just figure if it's not Dunk, if it's not Tim Hortons, it's Dunkin' Donuts. If right? you rolled up to a Dunkin', not in New York, yeah. and said double double, yeah. they'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" Oh, interesting. Thousand percent. Yeah, I don't because double what, double what. But anyway, oh, large ice double double with hazelnut, so many. And at one point, I'm like, "This, I can't do this anymore." Yeah. It either wasn't doing anything for me, or I'm like, I'm putting so much shit in my body. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to stop drinking coffee. So from, I think it was junior year, junior year to senior year, I just didn't drink coffee. And then I met Charlie and we went to the cabin for the first time. Uh. And I started drinking coffee again before that, but it wasn't anything. uh, It wasn't like third wave coffee. It was uh, again, Tim Hortons and all that. Third wave? Yeah. So like the. um, Never heard that before. Yeah, so like Overwinter, Typico, uh, Public, okay, uh, Bean Bastard, uh, Undergrounds. I didn't, okay, they call that. So in my, what I would call that as a guess would I would call it craft coffee because yeah. it reminds me yeah. of the same thing as like a brewery of yes. getting craft beer. It's like a specialized process of making this very specific kind of good tasting drink. Yeah, well, so, third, so that the equivalent of a craft brewery would be third wave cafe. I guess, or third wave roastery. Yeah, because, okay, um, I forget exactly why it's called third wave coffee. I read about it. I forget. <laughs> but Sounds um, cool. Because I guess, like, uh, first wave coffee, for an example, that is, like, the coffee itself. And the craft could be, like, a pour-over or a French press. Uh, okay. So you could do these craft these crafts with earlier waves of coffee, but sure. not... But, um, that aside, so Charlie uh-huh. made me a pour over of uh, a Kenyan from Detour, which he bought at Typico. Uh, they don't sell that anymore, but I remember taking a sip and saying, holy shit, mm-hmm. audibly. Like, I screamed it, and I'm like, th- I couldn't believe it was so floral mm-hmm. and orange and citrusy, and I'm like, dude, coffee can taste great <laughs> and i couldn't believe it and uh yeah. at my interview at overwinter one of the questions that uh one of the co-owners ben asked me was what was your my favorite cup of coffee and i tell that story yeah yeah and i think my uh because i think it was the exact same cup of coffee for me yeah except the one that charlie made me yeah <laughs> but like it was the same kind yeah um, and it was the same thing when we were at the cabin i may have he it's it's possible he may have made me one before that at his house, mm-hmm. and then at the cabin was was kind of the first like group time we did that. I've mentioned the cabin on the podcast before too, which is hilarious. I love the cabin. Yeah, I got the, I have your cabin tattooed on me. I see it. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool, man. Yeah, I love that place. Um, the best mushroom trip I ever had in my life was at that place. <laughs> I you was were, your spirit. guide. You were my sober companion slash spirit <laughs> guide on that mushroom trip. I remember the only thing I remember about that mushroom trip. Well, I remember a lot of things, but specifically with you, um, when I I had this like moment of realization 
uh, thinking about this because my whole focus was trying to like, cause we were trying to f- finish the album. Yeah. You know, we had most of it written. We were going to demo now. And I, my thing was like, I'll just finish writing the lyrics once we're there. And the Hansons came up and brought some very good mushrooms. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll just do those. And then I'll finish writing. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. I'll know what the album is, which I did. And so the song burnout, which is like the most personal song for me, probably on the yeah. album. Uh, I was trying to explain, and I still don't really remember the connection I made, but something popped into my head about the the video game Life is Strange. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, right? yes. Which, for anybody who doesn't know, Life is Strange is like a choose-your-own-adventure story uh, where you're this girl who figures out she has like superpowers and she has the power to alter time but every but it's like a butterfly effect thing so every time you use that power it like you know affects Mm -hmm. something else and changes the timeline entirely and so there's like a few different outcomes you can get in the game now there was something that was going on when i first the mushrooms first started kicking in i had made some connection in my brain between that video game and the song burnout or maybe just the album i remember trying to explain it to you i have i have the notes written down in my notebook Okay, pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you brought that because I remember you had the notebook in your hand. We were sitting on the back porch of the of the um, cabin, and I started explaining it, and that's when I realized I was tripping, and I was just like, I can't even make words happen right now. I think- uh, Was it that notebook? Yeah, man. Oh, I thought it was a bigger notebook. No. I don't know. I was on drugs. You, <laughs> I remember writing stuff down while we were walking, and <laughs> one of- my spirit guide. You were my scribe. I was your scribe. One of the uh, your moments. moments. <laughs> That's the other thing. I, so when I came down and I was hanging out with everybody, I was just like, it's just all about moments. It's just about all of our personal moments in life. That yeah. I, I don't remember what you, I was trying to uh, say. But I knew there. whatever I was trying to explain, there was some crazy conclusion I found in my head. And that's what ended up wrapping up the album. Um, but I don't remember exactly what it was. But I can't, I know I was saying something about everybody's moments, and everybody was just laughing yes. at me. They're oh. like, "You're a stoner idiot." Yeah, <laughs> I uh, we were walking across because there's a very long, uh, like dirt gravel road that goes uh-huh. down that to was, the cabin. So that was like, I'm fully tripping at this point. Yeah, and there's a there's a creek uh-huh. that rolls underneath. And I said, when I was a kid, I used to throw rocks into yeah. the creek. And, and I remember I, doing that. Yeah, I was like, I tried to get the biggest. <laughs> the biggest rock and toss it in there and you're like oh we gotta do it and i remember you bringing it over dropping it and just watching it go i know what the album is about i think <laughs> it wasn't at that because i remember making the joke of saying we got to scrap the whole record and oh maybe over. that was it okay maybe that but was, was it. I, yeah. that was a joke yeah but i was <laughs> tripping at that point i did i dropped the rock in it and i watched it sink to the bottom of it and i go we have to scrap the whole record and start over, but I was joking. But I do remember walking up that super long gravel road, and I was staring at my feet the whole time and just seeing oh, yeah. all the different pebbles and stuff. They just looked, like, amazing. And I'm walking up the whole gravel road, and then all of a sudden we get to the road. The main road, yeah. And I Butts look road. up. Right, Butts Road. And I look up, and there's that farm next oh, door, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there were, like, mini horses. Yeah, Shetland ponies. Okay, and they were just running around, and like the sun was setting, and I was, and then was the beautiful. the the things that you rip in half, the cattails. You know everything, and, and I then, wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> the cattails, yeah, you're like ripping apart, and it's like the fuzzies that you make yeah. wishes out of, and I was just like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? It was really cool. Yeah, Becker, so listen, Becker really it, liked the horses. Yeah, we yeah. all did. Who? I mean, how do you not? I have good pictures too. I took a, I I took my camera, the th- my. 
yeah, my yeah, film yeah. camera and I have a whole actually album in my photos on my phone called Trip <laughs> and it's just all the pictures I took during that. There's a lot of really good ones. Nice. Um do you want to hear what you have? Oh, you found time? it. Yeah, bring it up. Uh idea of life through screen. Okay. We consume uh consume without the screen. Aiden is filming a movie. Oh. We want to be in the Truman show. Okay, that sounds uh, yeah. we love to complicate things so much. Vacant faces. The record is a moment. <laughs> uh build a house to burn it down. Mm. That is None of that makes any sense, but I'm sure at, I, at the time. At the time <laughs> I was like, this is the answer. You know, this is this is yeah. gospel. Um well cool. I'm glad we have that because it's fun to laugh at. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, if anybody ever wants to take mushrooms, I can't recommend enough, uh, doing it, um, when the weather is perfect, whatever that ideal perfect weather is to you. Cause ideally you want to be outside. Uh, I've done, I've done them. I mean, I've only gone like full trip a few times, usually do microdosing, but when I go full trip, it's, I've done it like in the, like, so we were, it was like early fall. It was like September, which September is mm-hmm. my favorite month of the year. I think the weather is absolutely perfect in September. I'm a big fan of the warm days and the cool nights and just like, you know, the foliage. Love the foliage. Love the foliage. I just learned what that word meant like this past fall. You didn't know? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just, it it was never a word I came across. Uh, I didn't, I knew like, obviously I know what it is referring to. Yeah. But I didn't know that was the word for it. Oh, so we were going to Ellicottville for Brendan's birthday this past year and uh he his buddy josh kept saying P- it, dude it's peak foliage and he kept saying and i'm just like i don't what does that mean peak of foliage. And he's like the foliage and i'm like i don't know what that is bro like you keep saying that word he's like like the leaves the changing of the wheat leaves and everything <laughs> like it's the best time and i'm like oh i didn't know there was a word for it um which is a word That's i've awesome. probably heard yeah and just never really paid attention to that happens to me a lot there's a lot of times where i'm like 26 years of my life and i never heard that before and then i'll hear it all the time you know what i mean there was a solid 20 years of my life where i thought the word uh epitome was pronounced epitome uh do you know the comedian brian regan yes so he has a stand-up special called the epitome of hyperbole mm-hmm and it's the final joke of the stand-up, so spoiler alert, but or the, of the special. And he says, there was a guy who came up to him after a show and said, you pronounced every word in your show incorrectly. And he said, if that isn't the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> it's an amazing joke. <laughs> it is an amazing joke. It is, yeah. yeah. Brian Reed is amazing. He's, yeah. he's really good. He's like, I mean... He's really just like Jerry Seinfeld. He does like the same style where it's just like clean and like jokes about like everyday things and just dumb dad jokes, but they're funny, man. And he's a, he's a funny dude. Um, speaking of things you didn't know to your older, uh, you had a pretty sheltered childhood. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Let's go into that a little bit. What was that like? Cause mm-hmm. we had a similar childhood where we both, you know, were like Catholic school kids, Catholic school, raised Catholic, but like, you know, my, I was, I was. I mean, maybe my older brothers had more of that experience because they were definitely, my parents were definitely stricter on them. Like by the time they got around to me, you know, they're like, whatever, dude, do it, whatever, whatever. Yeah. You want. I mean, so. I was the, the oldest of my mom's kids because my dad uh, was previously married and had a daughter uh, who was my older sister. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't uh, know you had an older sister. Gabrielle. Okay. Yeah. She's awesome. She's living in Brooklyn with her fiance. They're oh, getting sick. married soon. Oh, I, uh, you have told me about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so she grew up in Rhode Island with her mom mm-hmm. 
So I was the oldest. So they're just like, you know, they were, they were stricter with me than everyone else. Uh, Catholic school. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob. Right. That's the biggest one for me, but I knew (laughs) other kids, like I knew kids growing up when I went to Catholic school who like weren't around allowed to watch SpongeBob. And I just was like, that sucks. Yeah, dude. It was, I mean, you love SpongeBob now. Oh my God. Yes. So when'd you start watching it? I think so. Uh, we would always go to my grandma's house on because we went to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. and we'd always go there afterwards. And sometimes my older cousins would be over, and SpongeBob would just kind of like be on. Yeah. And so this wasn't like an, a your whole family thing. This was just like specifically your immediate family was like no SpongeBob. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network were just viewed as. Uh, horrible or something you <laughs> sure. know it was it, we were a big disney family okay but, and it was a lot of disney educational was the TV. cleanest for sure yes yeah it was like disney nickelodeon cartoon network cartoon network definitely had the most like out there shit oh yeah especially yeah. all the weird kids watched lo- cartoon network loved yeah. it yeah. because like later in the night back then it was toonami before adult swim right i don't fucking know i don't oh. remember oh well you mean was it a show or was that like a they changed it. Yeah, at yeah. like 11 p.m. It was tsunami. Oh, so that was prior to the Adult Swim days. I'm I'm okay. pretty sure. I don't think I stayed up past 11 p.m. until I was like 16. So. <laughs> but uh, shoot, what was it? Oh yeah, it was a lot of Veggie Tales, a lot of Magic Whoa. School Bus, mm-hmm. a lot of um. Oh shoot! Oh, that was a show that I watched at school. I I always forget the name, but uh, I saw a TikTok the other day uh with the theme music it sounds familiar i've yeah. no, i'm sure somebody's listening like oh my god of course it's this it's but, this yeah. yeah uh we would always watch those in school and i really enjoy dude i i enjoyed learning about stuff but it's so why i always want to like watch them at home but i'm like why would i watch them at home when i just watch them at school right or whatever but yeah dude I thought the Beatles were the only band that existed until about fourth, fifth grade. That's fair. Um, Cause that's really all I was listening to. I wasn't allowed to listen to the ballad of John and Yoko because they mm. said, crucify me and Whoa. Catholic school. And yeah. Yeah. See, the only thing I remember my parents, like, well, my mom specifically tried to stop me from stop us from watching wrestling. Um, but oh. my older brothers liked wrestling a lot, and so it was always on. But she didn't want me or Brendan watching it because you weren't old enough, probably. Right? Yeah. And uh, but we just did, you know. And then we watched it all the time. And then I loved wrestling. I never got into wrestling. Probably for that specific probably. reason. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, one of those probably. things. Uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Not allowed or allowed. Allowed. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, think... I know I had friends growing up that weren't allowed to watch Harry Potter because Witchcraft. it was yeah yeah. Yeah. I remember learning about that in Which Witchcraft sounds so like evil, but it just is literally Dude, magic. Yes, that's <laughs> like, it. Yeah. Like I'm not like it's, it's not like, like some hocus devil pocus worshiping shit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right, where they're sent from hell or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it uh, also helped because my older uh, Gabrielle loved Harry Potter. Oh, okay. She would read all the books and like when she, whenever she came to visit or we visited her or whatever, um we would read Harry Potter or talk about Harry Potter mm-hmm. and uh yeah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter was good. Nice. For you me. liked Harry Potter? Were you a Harry Potter kid? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Me too. Loved yeah. Harry Potter. Star Wars, of course. Uh, yeah. So Star Wars is a, it was a your whole life thing. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I remember being younger and watching. I always forget the creator's name. 
but like the early 2003 uh clone wars shorts that okay. were on cartoon network all right i could watch those those were sweet they're on disney plus now they oh, cool. uh they put them on there but um I was like, dude, what the hell is this? This is so, so is that cool. If I am in Disney Plus and I go to the Clone Wars, it's under there, or is it under a separate thing? It'll be under the Star Wars, right? Thing. But is it called the Clone Wars? Because I, if you go to the Clone Wars, it's like the show. Is that the same thing? It's different. Mm. It's not. Uh, it's not three D animation. It's two D. Oh, interesting. And it's it's very Samurai Jack esque. Okay, super cool. Maybe I have seen it in there. I tried to start watching the Clone Wars. Um, it's just hard to dedicate my time to. I'll, I'm going to get into my Star Wars thing here once you finish your whatever you were yeah. going to say. Um, I, I don't remember what it was, but there was a marathon of the original trilogy one night, and I remember watching it, or not watching it all, but the after it broke from commercial, 3PO and R2-D2 would be like, oh, hello. Like It was a scripted thing before the movie like went back, and they're like, uh, in case you missed it, you know, like Luke is, Luke just got on the Death Star and, uh, or I'll and, give you a little recap. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was awesome. And I'm like, yo, these, these robots are talking to me. <laughs> it, it's so cool. Yeah. I mean, and then, uh, of course the prequels were important for me because those were sure. really coming out when That's where, yeah. my formative years. Yeah. And even though, you know, I, I, I love the ori- original trilogy. I got them on VHS dude. Uh-huh. Oh man, I talked about VHS in your last yeah in your last episode. Just like it's a really cool feeling. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, but and yeah, I'm Star sorry Wars. To everybody, I talk shit too about <laughs> VHS. They are cool. But Star Wars was a life thing. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, for me it was so. I uh, Phantom Phantom Menace. I almost said Phantom of the Menace, but that's Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. But now I have a really good idea. <laughs> For a Phantom Menace musical based around the Phantom of the Opera music and called Phantom of the Menace, and it's just Jar Jar Banks is the is the <laughs> the whole thing. Well, he's the Phantom. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'll do that. Um, but the Phantom Menace was ninety nine. I think so. Okay, so I was like four years old, and I remember my dad renting it from Blockbuster, and it was like an event at my home that we were having like a movie night where like lights were off, popcorn was made. There weren't enough seats in our living room, so some of us were like sitting on the on floor. The yeah. That's awesome. And like a console TV that was in like a cabinet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was my first yes. experience. That was my first time that I remember seeing Star Wars. And uh seeing Darth Maul, I remember really freaked me out, but I was obsessed with Qui Gon Jinn. Who and wasn't. Right. And my thing and that is something I realized going back to the wrestling thing, I've always been my heroes have always been dudes with long hair. As like wow. Qui-Gon Jinn. So like in wrestling, like I know you didn't watch wrestling, yeah. but like Edge, Jeff Hardy, Chris Jericho, like Chris Jericho before he cut his hair. Once he cut his hair, I was like over oh, this dude. <laughs> um, but like all those dudes, all the dudes who had like were like the rocker looking guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I love that shit. Um, and I don't know why I always and that's led to me being just always having long hair. Uh, and my parents would never let me have long hair growing up because, you know, I Catholic had to be school. a good Catholic boy. Yep. Um, they, they let me grow it out a little bit when I got to, when I switched over to public school. Um, but I never really had it that long cause they still like, it was just all the time. I was like, Hey, when are you going to get a haircut? Get a haircut. You need a haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, well, went, you got to take me there. I can't drive. I'm right. 12. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, and then when I got to college, you know, that was my first time on my own and I'm like, I'm not cutting my hair for two years. <laughs> And that's what I did. And that's when we all had oh my God. Uh, insanely long hair. And there's that very funny picture. That's you, me, Dan and Mike 
um, in the kitchen at 37. Before you guys lived there, I think. No, we no, lived there. No, you did live there yeah. already? Okay. And we were, yeah, in front of the sink, and all of us have hair down, like, below our shoulders. Or like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool of us. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. We were part of, it was our, our little long hair club. And everyone and it was thought. super cool and not lame. Super cool. Not lame. Not lame. Not lame. Yeah. Everyone thought Mike and Dan were brothers. Mm-hmm. For the longest time. And then Dan and I got kicked out of 9-11 Tavern. What? Do you remember this? You didn't hear this story? No. Uh, do you know what 9-11 Tavern is? It's a tavern. Good job. Uh, it's a very famous, well, I wouldn't say very famous, but a. Uh, it's regarded as one of the best wing spots in Buffalo. Oh, okay. And it's in South Buffalo. Uh, and it was the, actually the owner just passed away this year, but, uh, he was a firefighter. And so that's why it was called nine 11. Cause it was Got not it. normal. I think it was open before the event of nine 11. Do you know those, the events of nine 11? I don't know if you've ever heard of those coming up on 20 years, coming up on 20 years. Crazy. It was in a podcast I listened to today. I mean, it, 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 you're right. Um, but anyway, so we went to, I don't remember where we were coming from some sort of event and it was me, Dan and Darren and Dan was like, we're going to get wings at nine 11. So we went and me and Dan both had super long hair. Darren might've had longish hair at the time as well. Yeah. He, he really always has yeah. except for, you know, when he cut it, but it most, <laughs> <laughs> mostly long hair. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, he had long hair except for when he didn't. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if at the time his hair was long. Yeah, I, I think it was. And you know, and we're uh we got, you know, tattoos and we're wearing skinny jeans and You look like punks. Looking like punks. Love it. So we walk into this old, you know, South Buffalo Irish white guy. Oh my gosh. A working class bar, <laughs> a very blue collar place. And uh we walk in and like, you know, you you could hear the record scratch, right? Everyone's Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's like guys playing pool that all stop and it just gets like quiet in there. And we just walk up to the bar. And before we could even, like, say anything, the dude, like, reaches his hands, like, over the bar to be like, you can't sit right here. Whoa. And we were like, uh, what's up, man? He was like, what's going on, guys? And uh, we were like, we're just trying to get some wings. And he's like, closed up for the night. And, like, the place is packed. Like, there's people everywhere. It's, like, 930, maybe. It was, like, not late at all. And uh, And then we were like, all right, like you're clearly open, but all right. And Whatever. then like, we'll go somewhere else. So we turn around and we go to walk out and like one of the patrons of the bar was like, too bad, looked like a bunch of winners. And then like everybody started laughing and then I think the bartender said like, come back with a haircut or something like that. And Holy shit. Yeah, and we were like, all right, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, still have never been there, but I kind of respected it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, all right, you, this is a place that has their standards. and Yeah, and we are clearly not that. And they're like, fuck you, we will serve who we want. And I'm like, all right, bro, do your thing. Uh, because I guess if the food's good enough, your customer service doesn't have to be good. And uh, that's kind of a respectable thing in, in, in my book. Um, yeah. Obviously, I was upset at the time and I was like, fuck 9-11. But like, everybody's like, but no, 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 dude. Like, they can do that to you because their wings are that good. And I'm like, okay. It's funny that you mentioned like the food quality versus uh, like the service. Uh-huh. Because working in a big corporate like restaurant yeah. where the food isn't always that great. Yep. I had to, you know, follow the script. Sure. And I had to be the nicest person that I've ever been yeah, in my life. Yeah, you had life. to make up for everything not being that great. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, shit, dude. Yeah, if our food was banging, it'd be like, fuck you, man. Yeah, especially, I mean, if you're in Buffalo, New York, and you're regarded as one of the best wing spots around, 
you know? Yeah. You kind of have the power to do that. That dude didn't give a shit. That dude was not trying to maximize his profit. That dude was just running a business for his buddies. It's, you know, and it's like, and that's kind of respectable, you know? Shout out to 9-11. Shout out to 9-11 Tavern. Tavern, uh, tavern. Yeah. Shout out to 9-11 Shout out. <laughs> shout, I'm using that clip <laughs> specifically for the promo of John Vaughn going, shout out 9-11. That's so good. What a clip to have. Right, right after you I said I need to get a tavern, soundboard. Yeah. I was like. You fucked up. I fucked yeah. up. This was the moment that John knew he fucked up. Holy shit. Classic, yeah. I didn't tell my coffee story earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I no, was going, but it was yeah, basically yeah. the same. But it, yeah. it, I was at Fredonia as well, and I would only go to Tim Hortons because I was poor. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it was, yeah. I actually have a lyric in a new song about. I uh, oh Aiden wrote another song about Fredonia, and uh, (laughs) here's an entire fucking album about it, and here's more, and uh, but I have a lyric that says uh, I would get a shitty coffee because it's all we could afford, and I think that's a good line. It's true. Um, but yeah, and it is true. Uh, Tim Hortons was terrible, but it was, and also we didn't know any better, and uh, (laughs) it was just the cheapest thing there was, and it was on campus, it was convenient, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember Becca DeHilly was always trying to get me. Because she loves coffee and was always trying to get me into coffee. And I'm like, because, you know, when I was growing up, people, I was like, I hate coffee. And people were like, oh, just wait till you get to college and you're going to love it. Yeah. You're going to need it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I get to college and I'm like, I still fucking hate it. So, uh, and I'm trying like all different variations, right? The double, double, the single, single, one, two, two, one, uh, getting flavor shots, getting iced, getting the mochas, getting every, you know what I mean? Just uh-huh. trying it all. And I'm like this all, I mean, the mochas were all right, but like, chocolate. cause it's chocolate, it's right? Chocolate. Yeah. And I'm like, I, this all sucks, you know? <laughs> and then I meet Charlie, Charlie. And even Char- Charlie was like, you know, when he first started talking to me about coffee and I'm like, ah, I just never found a way that I liked it. And he was like, do you ever try it black? And I'm like, no, like, cause I'm Why, not a what? psychopath. I don't hate like, myself. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and you know, I think of like the John Mulaney joke when he's, when his dad goes to one McDonald's, black <laughs> one black coffee, <laughs> same motherfucker. Um, and it's like, yeah, no, like people, right. Like only like hard ass, like blue collar dudes drink. You know what I mean? It's like drinking yeah. fucking PBR. Um, yes. Yeah, gr- I mean, I'll drink PBR. Don't get me wrong, but it's gross. And so, but then I try black coffee and I'm like, this is perfect. Right. <laughs> this is exactly what I want. Uh, Nothing added. It tastes how it's supposed to taste. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the bitterness of it. Right. And then Charlie eventually introduced me to very good coffee. And now, uh, I'm fucked because I have to spend all this money for good coffee all the time because yeah. anything else tastes terrible to me. Do you- <sighs> Okay. And I've, he just made us into snobs. He did. That's really what he did. Um, but I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm proud to be here, and I'm happy to be here as a coffee snob um, because I drink really good coffee, and I'm really happy with right? my day Love every time I drink good coffee. It's you know? amazing. Mm-hmm. When I was sick with COVID, and I- We had COVID together. Yeah, yeah, we did it. Good job, bud. Uh, for people <laughs> listening, not on the, not on the video, uh, we successfully did the dap up to pound- uh, combination over uh, both of us getting COVID at the same time. Party. Um, yeah. Um, I stayed at my, my mom. Well, okay. It's my parents' house, but my mom was the only one there because sure. my dad was in Florida. So I'm calling it my mom's. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that I ingested there was a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were drinking Folgers. <sighs> yes. And I was <laughs> absolutely terrified mm-hmm. because I thought I lost my sense of taste. Right. Because I'm, and I asked my mom, I was like, 
what is this? What not expecting, you know, some like bougie coffee, you yeah. know, like I love my parents to death, but they don't drink good coffee. Right. Yeah. Neither do my parents. My and, dad is a Tim Hortons K cup guy. Yeah. You know? And she's like, Oh, it's folders. I'm like, and from our previous conversations, she's like, I'm going to Wegmans. Do you need anything? And at the time I was like, nah, I'm good. You know, like whatever you're cooking, I'll eat, you know, yeah, I'm at, I'm at your will or whatever. Sure. And that's my life every day living with my parents. It's just like, whatever you're getting, I'm going to eat. So, exactly. Yeah. And I don't need any special requests. I told her, I was like, I need you to get something that isn't Folgers, please. Yeah. yeah. Please. Yeah. So she got some counterculture stuff and, so did you lose fine. your sense of taste or no? No, I, I never did. Because later that night I had spicy food and I'm yeah. like, I could taste everything. Okay, good. We're good. So- <laughs> See, that was, I did lose my taste and smell. Oh my God, dude. What a miserable symptom to have. Like I almost would have rather gotten sick. Yeah. Um, Because, oh dude, it was just like, it's like a little like flick to the ear almost. You know what I mean? It's just like to lose two, two of your senses is weird, dude. It's yeah. weird. It throws a weird imbalance. Um, could you hear better? <laughs> dude, that's what I was like. I was like, is this what's going to happen? Like, are my other senses going to be, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think my ears are fucked from years of playing in bands, but, yeah. uh, no, but losing your taste is, was terrible. Um, and I didn't drink coffee for like a week and a half because I was like, what's the, what's po- the point? Right. I'm not going to sit here and do this process of, and especially waste this call. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause the, the, Beans are expensive, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm not gonna sit here and waste this just to not be able to taste it. Um, and you know, when I run out of that stuff or I don't feel like making it, whatever, um, if I'm in a rush, I just I buy the Starbucks iced coffee, mm-hmm. black iced coffee, because I think it's it's fine. Um, so I'll drink that sometimes, but I wasn't even drinking that. I'm like, dude, what's the point? And I was like that um, eating too. Like, I uh, my parents went to Florida for the week. Yeah. Um. So, which was kind of cool because then I didn't have to quarantine entirely in my room by myself. Isolate. Quarantine, isolate. What's the difference? Isolate. You cannot leave unless you have to use the bathroom. And what's quarantine? Quarantine is you're allowed to like move around your house. Like you're, you're now free to move about the cabin. Oh, okay. So isolation. Isolation is when you have your seatbelt on and you can't get up. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah. Yeah. Not to correct you, but. I, I didn't leave my room and except right. to take a piss. Yeah, which is miserable. Oh, my God. So I was lucky because, yeah. you know, my parents were in Florida, so I could at least – I had the house to myself and could hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing was, another good thing about living with your parents, you know, especially my dad is teaches culinary arts. He makes my meals, you know? Not all of them, but, like, every night for dinner, my dad makes dinner. Yeah. You know? And it's like, of course, I'm going to eat bitchin', it. It's dude. It's delicious. Yeah. I'm grateful for it. I'm sorry to everybody listening. That's like fuck you for getting yeah. a, free, a free meal that you don't have to make every night. I understand, man. And it's probably sick. Yeah. yeah. So obviously they're in Florida. I have to make my own food, which I am perfectly capable of doing, just for clarity. <laughs> uh, and I also was a cook at a restaurant for a while, so I I know what's going on. Uh, and so, but my thing was like I didn't want to put, and I was so excited to have that week too because I was like I'm gonna make myself some like good ass meals, right? And I'm like. I can't taste anything. Yeah. What's the point of putting all this work into making something if I'm not going to be able to taste it? So I would just make like the easiest meals in the world because I was like, I'm not going to taste it anyway. So who cares? And then when it did come back, would never, would never take it for granted again. You know what I mean? You can't man. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. 
so yeah so we drink good coffee now um, we, we both like coffee. Star Wars oh my Star Wars story too so like Phantom Menace whatever that was my intro yep. to it Quite and then you. like I just like went I watched all the movies over the years I never got super deep into it um, and I'm kind of the same way with Marvel except I have a better grasp on what's going on in Marvel um, but both franchises you know because I'm a nerd so like I'm not going to yep. deny it I think people who hate on those things are annoying and just jealous that they're not a part of it mm-hmm. um and I also like don't think Star Wars. Now on the other side of it, I don't think Star Wars and Marvel movies. Now I'm throwing them together because they're very similar in my opinion. Uh, are like uh, groundbreaking cinema. All right. I mean, the original Star Wars maybe. Yes. <clears throat> because of you know nobody had seen shit like that before, and obviously it changed the game for everything when George Lucas did that. So, but like as far shout as out in, to George and shout out George. So in today's world though, like the Marvel and Star Wars franchises like they're not revolutionary cinema you know what i mean but like you know it's nothing out of this but like they're good stories they're fun movies and i and i love the connecting theories and and that people yeah. come up with, so i'm cool with that um and, the and target I always, audience has also shifted do you know what i mean yeah it's like young adults now probably right yeah younger yeah. kids and like so oh. what if you didn't okay so what if you are a lifelong star wars fan and the uh sequel trilogy came out and you hated it it's not for you it's for everybody. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what <laughs> Disney was trying to do. They were trying to completely restart it, basically. Yeah. Um, for a new generation. And I liked the new movies. I mean, a, a lot of people hated the last one. Um, a lot of people hated the the second one. Right. I see a lot of... I saw a meme the other day of, you know, how people are doing the brackets around stuff. Yeah. So it was like the four, five... or seven eight nine mm-hmm. and it was like seven it was like oh, okay this actually isn't bad and then eight it says is this the best star wars movie and then nine it says this is the worst thing i've ever seen and it had like a lot of numbers so i was like oh okay i thought everybody hated eight but i guess a lot of people hate nine so that's it's pretty interesting to see yeah how the fans are like different about it but my thing is i don't know when they're bad um you just love movies i just love i was like it was a cool story i followed it for the most part yeah hero conflict resolution falling action all that shit lightsabers right conclusion we got it it was cool cool fight scenes i'm in yeah dude dude. that's all you need for me uh and so but my thing is like i don't really i really don't have a good grasp on what's going on in any star wars movie (laughs) i don't read the fucking thing at the beginning and that's what everybody's like, well, you got to read it. I'm like, dude, that's so much information. I have so many questions and nobody's going to even pause to answer them for me, you know? Because it's like, what's going up? It's like, all right, general, whatever. And they're on this planet. And, and I'm like, well, stop. Who are these people? You know what I mean? What planet? You find out. Well, I, I don't apparently. So I gave up on trying to read the thing in the beginning, um, but I like the music and it's exciting. John Williams. Me. And now listen, like I've gone to the movies. Like I go to the Star Wars premieres. I go to the Marvel premieres and like same thing. Like I. It's a great experience. It's so fun. I love seeing everybody else love it. You know what I mean? And that's, I've mentioned that on episodes before where like, I love experiencing things with people who are extremely passionate about yeah. that thing, you know, and like seeing what it does for them, you know, and brings them all this joy. So that's my thing for Star Wars and Marvel is like, I love being part of the premieres and stuff just to like see everybody like who fucking loves it. You know what I mean? Cause it brings, it's a great thing that brings so much joy to people. I just have no idea what the fuck is going on. Um, but that's where I'm at with it. And I don't really have any opinions on it other than that. And I, I don't know. I just don't like people that hate on shit, you know? I agree. Can I tell a movie premiere? Except fuck jam bands. That's all I got to yeah. say. Can I tell a movie I'm just premiere story? If you like jam bands, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, not my story, but our friend Andrew Parator. Um, shout out Parator. Shout out Parator. Um, 
what was he drinking out of a mustard bottle that one time? That's what I always. It was assume. liquor. It was some, some type sort of, of cocktail beverage, or just just straight was... liquor. I don't know. He had something in a mustard bottle at a party, and Charlie lost his mind about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, "That kid's drinking out of a fucking mustard." And he bottle. calls him, and we're Paramore. like, "Yeah, it's Paratore." And he also calls him Paramore. Yeah. yeah, but so I like Paratorus Rex. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's that was my name. For we him. call him Pub Rub. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pub rub, tub rub. Yeah. So this is so this group of friends for you is these are the nerdiest dudes I know. All great dudes. <laughs> I want to throw that out there. But like, I think I'm a pretty nerdy guy. <clears throat> and then I like would go over to your house in Fredonia when you guys would have like game night, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. it's awesome, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. But no, but I, I love it. So Parator, uh, this is episode seven, Rise of Skywalker. Eight. Sorry, seven Force Awakens. Did I just correct you on a Star Wars thing? You did. Look at me now, motherfuckers. We did it again. The dap up to the to the fist combo. So, uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> but like, also, where the fuck have you been? Yeah. Um, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad. What? Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad. Um, he's back in Rochester, and he's seen the movie. It's been out for a couple weeks or whatever, but he's gonna go see with it, see it with his Rochester friends. And shout out to the five, eight, five. Yes. Um, so he's in line to get his ticket and in a couple like people in front of him, there's his dad and his younger son. He had to be Paratore said like maybe like six or seven young dude. Um, I don't remember who was dressed up as who, but Han Solo and Chewbacca. I hope the dad wow. was Chewbacca. Yeah. That would make more sense. Right. But it could go either way. Yeah. Cause like the kid, it was probably like the a kid PJ is Chewbacca costume be, or yeah, something, yeah. you know, whatever. So like kid is so excited. He is so stoked to see this movie. Fuck yeah. And then comes a scene where Kylo Ren kills Han Solo. Uh huh. Devastating. Dead silent in the theater. Parator sees the kid and just goes, Oh no. Oh, bummer. And, oh my dude. I feel so bad for that child. Yeah, of course. It's his favorite character. Fa- probably. And he's never gotten to see a new Star Wars movie before, and the first one he goes to. Murder. Murdered Blatant him. murder. Yeah. Patricide. Yeah. Let alone. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Ugh, holy cow. Gotta feel bad for him. Um, how do you feel about Kylo Ren as a character? Everybody seems to be iffy about him. I just love Adam Driver. Think yeah, dude. think he's a hunk. Um, he's a hunk he's and a good again, actor uh, i'm a very uh, as far as that stuff goes I'm a very simple man throw a hunk in there i'm good you know <laughs> the long hair thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um dude ah, that's a good good call out right yeah. yeah so i was pretty stoked on him i like i didn't hate him uh very comparable to uh how people were hating on hayden christensen for being kind of like a whiny boy do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, I love that. Like, I'm, I'm for me, maybe it's a nostalgic He's thing, a but trouble- I, I love Hayden Christensen as yeah, Anakin Skywalker. Dude, like, me too. Yeah. And I watched a lot of uh, behind the seat. The, wow, behind <laughs> the scenes stuff on episode two and three um, on YouTube in the morning. You know, and uh, George Lucas would be like, he would direct him a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be this way here, and you know roll the scene all right cool but like you got to be more this so yeah. like george lucas was forming him to be anakin yeah if you want to be mad blame george not yo him. that's he kinda, did a great job is, at portraying that's the my argument for people who shit on the prequels it's like i george lucas played more of a role in making the prequels than he did episodes five and six like episode four was his baby obviously oh yeah and then five and six he kind of just like let other i think other directors came in 
Um, I don't think he, he, I'm I, not too sure. He was probably, I've looked into it because, I <laughs> because I was curious as like, you know, an artist, you know, where, where was, cause these are obviously George Lucas's creations. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I wanted to know his role in each movie. Cause you know, from an outsider's perspective, you probably assume he writes and directs all of them. Yeah. But he only wrote, in, I don't, he wrote and directed the first one. I don't think, I don't know if he did either. Of five and six, he well, might have wrote. wrote. I mean, he was a, he was on the movies as producers and writer or whatever, but he wasn't like. I don't think he directed five or six. Yeah, directed probably not. But like while he was, four, five, and six was supposed to be like a thing, like one thing. But well, he's I thought like, this I thought is way the, too much. So I thought the first one was just it was Star Wars. Yeah, and it was that just was Star just Wars. his plan was just doing that. Yeah, but then but as, loved it so much that he wanted to develop it, or the studio did. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, or maybe while they were shooting four, he continued to write it or yeah. something like that. Whatever. But your point. Um, one, two, and three, the prequels. Yeah. George Lucas wrote and directed all three of them, mm-hmm. and like those. So in my opinion, like those were his true babies. You know what I mean? And it's like the people who are gonna shit on it. It's like you're kind of shitting on George Lucas. Like that was his thing. That was you know his thing, man. And there's the whole theory that Jar Jar Binks was. Actually, the Sith Lord. The ultimate Sith Lord. Yes, but everybody hated him so much that George Lucas changed his mind. But it, it does make so much sense, and I'm all in on that theory. That was uh, the first real conversation Jenna and I had. Wow, that's romantic. Shout out yeah. Jenna. Shout out Jenna. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. You guys are like um, one of my favorite couples in the world. Thank you. <laughs> um, just because uh, I love how nerdy both of you are. You both embrace each other. Mm-hmm. Um, embrace each other's nerdiness. Uh, your apartment is amazing. Jenna, Thank you. <laughs> I saw, I haven't been there in a while, but uh, Jenna posted pictures of your apartment recently. Yesterday. Yeah. And just all your nerd shit everywhere. And I'm like, they are adorable. And Thanks. I love it. Yeah. And uh, Jenna's also one of the funniest people I know. So. Oh my God. Yes. She's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, you, you guys are great. Thank you. Uh, we got an exercise bike. <laughs> I built that today before I came here. Nice. Yeah. That's exciting. Is it for both of you? Yeah. yeah. Uh Jenna I think Jenna's mom bought it for Jenna. But you're going to use it. But yeah. yeah. Do you have an actual bike? I have an actual bike. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought but it's been did. dude, I was talking to uh Kevin about this recently cuz he's he he Kevin we, Harper? Kevin Harper. Yeah, shout out Kevin Harper. Kevin, yes. Um he's like we got to ride bikes together. I'm like, "Yes, 1000%." He go and he's like, "I just went for a ride the other day, but it was so cold." Yeah. And I can't, dude, I can't ride my bike in the cold. Yeah, no, fuck because that. Because you're so I'm not doing anything in the cold, if I'm being honest. If yeah. it's, like, below, especially a bike when the wind's, like, coming at you. When it's, like, 30 degrees outside? Yeah, see you later, that. man. No, I see people doing that. Good on them. Oh, you know? yes. You know? Um, I'm going same to... thing with, dude, Greg McClure. Shout out Greg McClure. Um, I can't believe Dude, that dude has, like, that dude went running every single day this winter. Like, Crazy. dude, no fucking way he is an animal i would not even step outside you didn't i didn't not a winter guy man and that's why like i i don't know every year every summer charlie and i have the car he's like when are you gonna come skiing with me bro and i'm like uh soon i guess i just gotta get this i i literally have no idea how to even start i've never even looked into these kinds of things i don't i don't know how winter sports work me either um so like i need some direction and i don't know how to find that and so it never happens um but i've considered doing it like skiing or snowboarding or something just to just as something to get me through the winter um but you know nothing nothing terrifies me yeah i i don't think i could do it yeah not for me i just uh watch movies and tv probably in the winter 
That's probably the most yeah. of what I do. My one coworker said she went uh, snowshoeing. Yeah, I've heard of that too. That and I think I've done that. I, I did that in high school. I don't know if when you do stuff in in high school, like as part of gym class, it's like a usually a down to down version you of it. Went snowshoeing and in gym class, yeah. Public school, man. We I had shuffleboard. Money. Um, like snowshoeing takes money. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, you got to get snowshoes. Yeah, I mean they had them, and we just you know That's they funny. were like attachments to like your boots. Well, yeah. Is that all they are? Yeah. I'm sure they make nicer ones. Oh, oh what I'm saying is like I, I've done it, but I've probably done a shitty version of it. They were tennis rackets on your feet. <laughs> you could not have described it better. And so I'm just and you're just walking around like the outside of my high school. You know what I mean? I'm just like walking in the snow, like near like the football field. And it was just like, oh, this, people do this for fun, I guess. I don't know. So I'm sure there's something more to it. I'm sure if you go in like a more mountainous region, it's more fun or something. But that is why I wish I lived in a more mountainous region. I like mountains a lot. Um, are you an outdoorsy guy? You grew up kind of outdoorsy, yeah? Yeah, kind of. I mean, like, uh, you had the cabin. Had the cabin, even though, like, well, okay, when it wasn't fully built, yeah. you know, we were working out, I had to sleep in tents. So sure. like I've But still. Yeah. I've never even gone so I've never gone camping. Beside like the For closest real? I've gone to camping is either staying at your cabin, which we sleep inside like a house like essentially. A house. Yeah. So it doesn't really count. And then I went I've gone like festival camping where you're just like in a field, which that doesn't really count either. Um so I've never gone to like, you know, campgrounds or like, you know, wow. anything like that. Yeah. So uh, my family is just not an outdoorsy family. Yeah. Um, but I like have such this like urge to be outdoorsy. I don't know. I'm always, I love nature and I know that sounds probably stupid, but it's just like, you love the foliage. It's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Way to bring that back, bro. Dap up to the fist. Mm. Um, yeah, I really do though. Like I, that's, I feel so inspired when I'm out, mm-hmm. like going to Letchworth, dude. Like have you been to Letchworth? Yeah. I, I love Letchworth and I go by myself sometimes, um, just to walk around because, uh, I just, you know, love, I don't really do anything outside. You know, I'm not a, an athlete. That's obvious. Um, <laughs> and like, I don't know. I just never, there's no reason for me to go outside and like, I live in the suburbs, so it's not like there's anywhere to like. Nowhere's walking distance, you know? Do you not have, like, a bike trail nearby or anything? No, no. Really? No. We got the soccer complex, which has, like, a path around it, but that's, that's like, it. Mm. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times when it's nice out in the summer on, like, a Sunday, I'll drive down, usually to see you, to get a cough. Um, And then I'll go, like, walk around the Elmwood Village or, like, go to Delaware Park and walk around. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that shit. And yeah. I know that's not like the same like outdoorsy stuff that I'm talking about, but, but it's just more even outdoorsy than here. Exactly. Yeah. And like, and I just feel like it's, you know, and I did not grow up outdoorsy, obviously. Like my family was just not into it. Their idea, like my family, when they want to go on vacation, they want to go to like a resort. Uh, like when I was 11, we went to like an all-inclusive resort in the Dominican Republic. And I was just like, I don't know. I mean, obviously I had fun, but like, it's just like, this is not how I want to spend my, I don't want to go to a third world country. Um, pretend like I'm in a first world country. Exactly. Live exactly like I do at home, except it's so hot out that I can't breathe. Yeah. Um, and I'm super Irish and the sun here is going to destroy me (laughs) no matter how much sunscreen I put on. So it's just, yeah, that's just not my thing now. And like, you know, we go down to Hilton head, South Carolina every once in every other year. Usually we haven't gone in a few years, but, uh, and just stay, you know, we rent a house like by the beach. Like my family's like a beach family. That's like (laughs) their thing. And I'm like, I want to go like, hiking through the mountains and like build fires and you know sleep in a tent 
and like get dirty and be one with the earth and like you know that kind of dumb shit and my mom's like that's disgusting and you should feel bad about yourself for even wanting that she doesn't say that i'm just kidding but yeah um no but I, i'm trying to make a point especially after the year we've had where we got stuck inside where it's yeah. like okay i need to actually take advantage of doing stuff outside um i don't know kayaking maybe kayak you ever done that yeah uh jenna's grandma lives uh in silver creek oh cool. and we had to like house or jenna had to house it and like i went up for a weekend or something and uh her grandma has kayaks Sick. and there's like a, a river cool nearby and we're like yeah let's go kayaking so when we kayak it was fun i mean you know it's it's a lot but it's fun um so also kayaked in gym class but you just kayak in the pool Okay, so I, John, you're looking at me weird, right? I, I live in West Seneca. Yeah. The property taxes here are like the highest in Western New York. And it's that, and those property taxes go to the school. Yeah. Well, a lot of it does. Yeah. So our schools had money. Like I went to a very, like the West Seneca School District is a very, very good school district. Our, we had elaborate things that we could do in kayaks. gym class. We kayaked in the pool. So again, not like real kayaking, but like we learned how to like use it. And like, if you flip over the proper way to like, it was really cool actually. And I enjoyed um, learning it a lot. The only thing I did in a pool in high school was like workouts. Like <laughs> Yeah. Did you workouts. have to tread water? No, we, no. We had to do that. Like uh, for volleyball, we had to, oh. we had to do morning pool workouts. I like pool workouts. When, when we were doing the album um, to get prepared to do vocals, for two weeks before leading up to doing vocals, I went for, this was, now this is crazy for me. You know what I mean? Physical activity, not really my thing. I go to the gym about four times a week. I put stuff up. I put them down. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it yeah. to like try to be some like jacked person. It just makes me feel good. Stay in shape. Stay in shape. Yep. Right. That's my thing. So for doing vocals, uh, before the studio, I was talking to Matt Cox, shout out Matt Cox. And Matt was like, go for a two mile run every day. And he's like, and it'll be like insane. The difference that you notice when you sing. And I'm like, all right, well that makes sense. Right. Like the lung capacity, everything like that. So, and like, obviously I look up to Matt as a vocalist and everything. And, and somebody who's been in a successful band and, uh, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm buying into that. Sure. And so there's my buy-in, right? If this is going to make me sing better, this is going to make me do my passion better. Fine. I'll do it. I'm in. So yeah. I'll get up at 6am every day for two weeks and I did yoga as soon as I woke up, which doing yoga right when you wake up is the greatest way to wake up. It's fun. Yeah. I've it's been just there. like, cause if I, by the end of it, you're so awake and you're like stretched out and it just feels so good and you're just mentally ready to go. So then I would, so I would do that. Right. And then I would go for a run, a two mile run around my neighborhood. Most boring run ever. This is the suburbs. And, uh, Ran, would do a two mile run and then I would, you know, come home, shower, do whatever, work from home. And then when I was done working, I would get in the pool and I would just swim laps for like wow. an hour. Yeah. That's dedication. Um, yeah. And I did that for two weeks and then did, you know, Vocals. what, 12 songs in four days. We have 12 songs. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But I did 12 songs in four days. Which, and that's not me bragging, that's me. I put the work in and it paid off. Yeah, and, it sounds, you know, sounds great. And Jay Zabricki, shout out Jay Zabricki. Jay said uh, it was the best vocal performance he had ever heard me give. And I was like, well, fuck, because now I got to do this every time. <laughs> so once uh, yeah. we start playing shows again and stuff, I got to start running again to get my voice back up to where it was. But um, maybe, dude, 
I've been really wanting to run lately and maybe this conversation and me having to get up at 4 a.m. now for work is going to make me run. There you go. It's dude. It, it was an amazing way to start my day. It was mentally the best I had ever felt. You know what I mean? Just like I was not anxious at all. And also it was sick to dude. I mean, you get up early seeing the sunrise is yeah. nuts and that might sound lame and corny and dumb but it's like it really like if you can get up and watch the sunrise dude it is a beautiful way to start the day and so <laughs> well i'd be getting up at like quarter to four i don't know if i'll see the sunrise <laughs> yeah maybe i mean eventually you will <clears throat> but but that's what you know yeah. after doing the yoga and running around i mean this is in the summer as well so yeah, not... sunrise is around like seven probably mm-hmm. um you know so when i'm done doing my run i would get back i would make myself a little fruit smoothie and i would chill Ooh. yep and i would chill on the deck and i would listen to my npr daily podcast um which Shout out npr if, if you're just somebody who wants to be informed man uh the npr date uh up first yes do you listen to it every morning yeah it's a 15 minute here's like the top three stories you need to know about no sensationalist bullshit it's just like here's all the information and it's just great and uh yeah, so that's so I would you know get home. I'd sit on the deck because it was summertime. It was nice out. I'd have my coffee. I'd have my smoothie. I'd have NPR on, and the sun would rise like right over my backyard, and it was uh, like. And then I'd go work, and I didn't hate working on those days. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> what a concept. Because before that, yeah, I would literally get up. I work at eight thirty. My alarm would go off at eight twenty, and I just roll out of bed and just and just put hop on. Yep, and just hop right thing. on and 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 get to work and hate my life. Um. Yeah, and then I was doing that, and it was the best. Oh, it just sucks that I had to put in that much work to feel happy, you know? <laughs> what a concept, though. Taking care of yourself? Oh, oh it's crazy. terrible. It's so – I'm so lazy, dude. I am too. Yeah. That's what's – I need to be active. Yeah. Dude, because it really does, man. And that was – I mean, one of the – when Mike Hansen started – shout out Mike Hansen – started programming my workouts – Um that was a conversation that we had that he's like, dude, it all works together, man. It's like your mental, your physical, like they're in sync with each other. It's like when you're physically like putting in the work, it's like your, your brain is, is benefiting from that as well. And so like your mental health will get better too. So, um, anybody listening who's considering going to the gym and your mental health might be shit. Can't recommend enough Mm -hmm. um, because it will make you feel better. I, I just started going back last week. I did my four days. I'm feeling a little sore, but like a good sore. You know what I mean? Yeah, the getting back into it sore. Yeah, 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 yeah. which is honestly a great sore. I, I love it um, because you, you know you're doing something, you know? You know mm-hmm. you're, you're doing something. I don't know if I'm doing – necessarily means I'm doing something right because I could be fucking shit up, but no, I I, I'm, I think I'm doing something right. And, yeah. uh, no, it feels good, and I, and I do feel generally mentally better because, like, leading up to going back to the gym, like, uh, my anxiety had been a little rocky, and now I've noticed it's gotten a little better, so – Nice, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been feeling like generally better lately. The podcast is helping too, you know, having these conversations and Great. stuff. So yeah. Yeah. What's going on in your world? Hmm. Mentally. Mentally? Yeah. I think I'm pretty good. Cool. You yeah. don't have to get into it if you don't want to. I just was curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, work was tough. The yeah. First work, couple yeah, weeks. I can imagine. Cause yeah. like just open a new store. You're the manager pushing like 20 hours overtime yeah. and like it's already working 40 hours a week and like. It was tough. Like the other night, I uh, Saturday, we closed. We didn't have chai for uh, for the yeah. next day, and like we were gonna be fucked. And I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. But like, I went back at 7 p.m. and I just made chai because we needed it. Like, and it's, I don't know. How I, do you make chai? 
I've only ever seen chai. So made. it's a we make a chai concentrate, and okay. it's just a blend of uh, a lot of spices mm-hmm. mixed with chai seeds. No. Right? Aren't chai seeds a thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what chai even is. It's, uh, I'm not even gonna. I thought it was a seed. I don't think okay because there's there is chai tea like you could have chai right. tea but we make a concentrate okay but the chai is a culmination of spices okay i don't know if there is a chai you are you thinking of chia seeds maybe i'm kind of dumb john you gotta you know you're pretty smart i'm smart where you know it counts <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, I don't even think that <laughs> i'm smart in very specific yeah. things and in those specific things i'm very smart yes but there's a lot of things in life where it's just like dude how the fuck do you not know that like foliage I'm sorry. Boom. There yeah. you go. Uh, and not knowing the difference between chai and chia. So maybe I was thinking of chia seeds. Or like chi. Like, isn't that a... I don't know. Yeah, me either. You lost me. Anyway. <laughs> so you had to make all this chai. This is a bunch of spices, a culmination. And that's what you put in like a chai latte? Yes. So is that like... So a latte is usually something with milk, correct? Yeah. So a chai latte, is that in replacing of milk as you put in this chai? It's... uh. We do like a 60-40 chai to milk. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, there's no... I like that. Do chai tea, like a chai tea latte or whatever? Just chai. What? It's just chai. That what I just said is one is just called chai? No, uh, no, it'd be a chai latte, but not a chai tea latte. Okay. Because there's... See, I don't... That's fine. We're learning. (laughs) It's a a learning thing. So the chai, like I was saying, is a culmination of those spices. Right. Uh, And then after a while, uh, uh, we put black tea in ours. And in your chai in the yes okay and then that adds some flavor you steep it like you okay. would any tea and then you strain it and then you get the concentrate got it and you put that with coffee or espresso or is that just the that's just the the caffeine is that there is no caffeine it's decaffeinated well okay black tea is caffeine but right. like the so the it's drink school it's, it's kind of like thing. a decaf i go to spot coffee and i've ordered a chai latte yeah it's fucking delicious yeah i have no idea what it is so it's chai and milk that's chai it? and milk Crazy. or you could get a dirty chai which Whoa. is a shot of espresso Ooh. in your chai latte that sounds good um i've also heard them be called filthy hippies oh i like that too yeah right yeah uh jenna's staple drink is an oat milk chai with an iced oat milk chai with vanilla okay it's it I'm, not, I'm not a flavor shot guy. Yeah, that's usually, fine. But yeah, I mean, it does sound good. Though. Yeah. Um. Just, uh, dude. Okay, I'm not telling you what to do. Tell me what to do. But get a chai tomorrow, or get get a nice americano. I need, I need caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Get a nice americano. But are you are you going to the office tomorrow? Yeah. That's why I will stop in. The do you have office. ice at the office? Yeah. Get a. When I say deconstructed, I just mean without ice. Get a deconstructed chai latte. Just get a small one, dude. When like, do you have a fridge? Uh, yeah. Pop it in the fridge. Write your name on it or whatever. I mean, I could also just like on my lunch break just pop back over to overwinter. True. Yeah. yeah. And that dude, it's okay. I love chai. Mm-hmm. Chai is so tight, and you could just yeah, it's toss it's, it back. it's good tasting thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why I liked about like it tastes like it's got it's kind of sweet, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh. I used to go to Spot Coffee in Orchard Park, and that's what I would always get. It was a chai latte and just chill and drink that shit, and it was so good. Ooh. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, a lot of people shit on Spot, um, but their chai latte is fire, and their iced Americano is 
phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Shout out Greg Kolb. Um, he makes me my Americanos, and I roll up to spot, and he's like, gotcha, bro. Great. And then he makes me a very tall drink, and I don't even ask what it is, but I know it's a lot more than what I usually order. And then <laughs> I'm like at my desk just like wired so wired love, yeah love that yeah it's great and that's what's funny is like people when we were in the office like people would know like if greg was working by my energy level because they were you know <laughs> by like 9 a.m yeah. if i was like super talkative and like being obnoxious and, and you know being who i am yeah and uh my buddy pete would always be, shout out pete my buddy pete would always be like is greg working today I'm like greg was working today he's <laughs> like i could tell yeah do you know he's, jimmy he looks just like his brother Nice. Good super bad reference, bud. Thanks. I watched that the other day. Yeah. It's my Holy favorite comedy of all time. It's, yeah. it's not that I forgot about it, but I forgot how awesome it is. Oh, it's, it's so, <laughs> I, dude, I've seen super bad. I might've seen super bad more than any other movie in my life. I've watched it so many times. It, it was uh, like, we would always put it on Fredonia, like post bar. So like, you know, oh, you know that's post awesome. bar hangs. So yes. like 2 AM, we all come home fucked up and like hang out in the living room and, uh, usually put a movie on. Um, um, yep. And uh, well, the, oh man, that's a fun conversation. Of the post bar smoke is a gamble because it's a 50 50 odds like you're gonna have a good time and then oh. you're just gonna pass out or you're gonna get the spins, and you're gonna throw up. And uh, you just uh, if you do it enough, like I have, you know, there's you're a, a point, vet. yes, where there's a point <laughs> where you're like, I'm too drunk, yeah. and if I smoke that, I'm gonna throw up for sure, especially if it's a bong. Oof, forget about it. Um, but yeah, we would come home. We would put on. We would either put on Super Bad, This Is the End, Pineapple Express, or Project X. Those were our movies that we would always put on post bar. I love the movie Project X. I think that movie is so goddamn funny. It is funny, dude. I, I think I've only seen that like once. Really, dude? Yeah. Rewatch it. I should. What was that movie this you were telling me movie. about the other day? You like? I, I think I walked in and you're like, "Hey, did you watch that movie?" Mortal Kombat. No. Um. It's on. Hulu, Netflix, shit. I'll look back through our texts. All right. The o- early 2000s thing. The Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. Yeah, me and Kate watched it recently. Got it. And uh, Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne, R. who R. passed B. away from COVID this year. Damn. Um, he wrote the music for it, and the music in it is banging. And uh, He wrote hits, dude. Yeah, so Josie and the Pussycats, when I was uh, a little kid when that movie came out, I mean, it was 2001. Um, so I was like six when it came out and I was obsessed with it and I used to watch it all the fucking time. And like though, and so rewatching it, I wasn't sure like, you know, I'm like, Oh man, this might suck. Oh yeah. 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 Cause we do, we did that in college too, where we were like, Oh man, remember this movie? And we and like, remember Brink bro. And we would put, no. you know what Brink is? No. Brink was a nineties movie in on Disney as a Disney channel original. It's on Disney Plus now. It's about uh, rollerbladers, like competitive rollerbladers, inline skaters, um, and they were they would call themselves soul skaters, oh. and it was like these California kids that were all about. Like, I remember one about like speed ice skating. Yep, there was one for that I think too. Oh, okay, um, okay. But yeah, this was this is different. this is rollerblading. Got it. Yeah, Brink. Um, terrible fucking movie. <laughs> uh, when I was a little kid, the best movie of all time. College, we rewatched it and we like shut it off after like twenty minutes. We're like, this is fucking terrible. Um, but Josie and the Pussycats, not terrible. Still holds up. Very nice. good movie. Uh, do you know Josie and the Pussycats, like the cartoon from like the 70s? Is is this girl band, and they're Josie and the Pussycats, and they were just like rocker girls. And uh, I don't know what the cartoon was about, but the, they made it into a live action movie in the early 2000s, and it was the whole premise of the movie is that 
um, like corporate America is brainwashing people through pop music. And so like, yeah. right. And so, and exactly. And at the time that it came out, that was such like a big, it's a hot take. Well, well things were, take, things but... were very corporate in the yeah. early two thousands. And, uh, so the movie opens with like a boy band and, uh, you know, they make their new record and the record has subliminal messaging in it. That's brainwashing everybody. And then they find out about it and they like try to fight it and they kill the band. <laughs> what? Yeah. So the band dies. And then Josie and the pussycats is like the, they, the new hot thing, right, that they find to replace the boy band and then try to do the same thing with them. Spoiler alert, they figure it out and they stop it and they're still super famous afterwards. Yeah. And then they go on TRL and Carson Daly tries to murder them. It's crazy. It's like a... But the movie, the message in the movie is still very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movie, in my opinion, holds up very well. And the, and the music is so good. And I'm like, no wonder I was obsessed with this movie as a kid because the songs are phenomenally written. And then I look it up while, while we were watching it. Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne. He wrote That Thing You Do, which is another movie I haven't seen, but I hear it's very good. I know. Don't give me that Kate look. And... Kate and I are going to watch it. It's going to be fine. Um, but he wrote the song for that movie, which is like was his claim to fame. He also wrote, in my opinion, one of the most important pop songs that came out in the 2000s, which was Just the Girl by the Click Five. Yeah. Bro, everybody probably knows that song. And if you don't listen to it, and if you haven't listened to it in a long time, and you just think like that was a song you liked as a kid, bro, that song is insane. Arguably a perfect song. Like start to finish, such a good written pop song. The guitar riffs are very good. Harmonies are out of this world. The key change, dude. I think there's a key change. It would make sense. I might be wrong, but there's a part that might sound like a key change, or they just make it really big, dude. That song is nuts. Shout out Ashton Adam Schlesinger, R.I.P. He was not honored at the Oscars last night in the in memoriam section, and Twitter freaked out this morning. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. They did the in memoriam section. He was. He's an Oscar nominee. For yeah. that thing you do. Yes. And uh, didn't get mentioned in the in memoriam. Also, the in memoriam was like super fast and everybody's bitching about that too. It would like, everybody's name was just like three seconds long, except for Chadwick Boseman, who obviously in my opinion, Chadwick Boseman deserved the longest one. Yeah. Um, but like every, they, they were like super famous people. That was just like a second and it was just like super fast. I went through it. I watched the whole Oscars last night. Um, never. Yeah, dude, I talk shit about award shows a lot yet. I always find myself watching them. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I respect the Oscars more than I respect the Grammys. Um, since the Grammys uh, gave a Grammy to Macklemore over Kendrick Lamar, I was like, I'm out. Fuck the Grammys. Yeah. Um, the Oscars, dude, weird. Uh, I like the Oscars, though. I, when I was working at Family Video, it was one of like my first shifts alone. Yeah. And someone, Shout out Family Video. <laughs> someone called. They're like, hey, did you get the Oscar sheets in yet? And I'm like, what? Yeah, people are like real about it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, uh, I'm just wondering who you think is going to win Best Picture. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, dude, straight up got that job because I need. I interviewed for that job because I needed money for tour. Did not get the job. I, it's not that I didn't get the job. They, I was like kind of near the end of the school year and they weren't going to hire me until the new, new, year, new school year started. Because, like, I wasn't going to be there, so what was the point? Sure. And I'm, like, I'm just here because, like, I, I need money, and I put Star Wars on every time I work. Yeah. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. It was just so weird. Like, people get into this, dude. It's, like, what yeah. is it, like a bracket or something? No. I mean, there's just, like, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. The nominations come out. Uh, I don't know how far in advance, maybe, like. Usually around, I mean, they were pushed back this year. Usually the Oscars are in like February or March. They were just last night. So, yeah. Um, but 
the nominations come out usually around like December, maybe I might be wrong on that, but, uh, and then, uh, when the nominations come out, you know, everybody starts watching those movies and usually the, the uh, movies that are considered for them come out around like the right time to be reviewed for. So a lot of them come out in like the same season where they call it Oscar season. Um, oh, so it's like, cause okay. the movies that want to be considered for the Oscars, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So usually like the very, like all, it's all the Oscars, you know, that have like a very, um, timely message, I guess I'll say mm-hmm. like about current events, based on current events and like, you know, the, the things going on in, in culture of society and are trying, you know, these pieces based around those kinds of things are usually what do really well. And that's kind of how the Oscars have always been. Um, and that's huh. why I like it, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, for so for this year, there was like, you know, I was, the Oscars has gotten shit on for not being so progressive in the past, but um, this year there was a lot of representation up on the stage. Uh, nice. And it was cool. And Daniel Kaluuya won for Judas and the Black Messiah, which I'm so glad. Did you see Judas and the Black Messiah? Dude, uh, no. It, that was probably my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. I was going to say you were talking about attention spans. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it, I mean, it, I don't know if it's just me, but like sometimes sitting down for a movie is it's tough. It's a lot. Yeah. And that's why I just find myself just watching cartoons, yeah. dude. And uh, I I know I'm missing out. Yeah. Cause movies are great, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I've always loved movies. I got a yeah. weird thing about movies. I quote movies. You all the time. like collect, uh, steel books, steel books. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like that, that's right. And that's why awesome. Kate and I are such good friends because Kate has, is very passionate about movies as well. And she has this, amazing movie collection so that's all her and i do like kate yeah. and i hang out we get wings and we watch like five movies in a row that is awesome yeah it's a great yeah. way to spend the time and dan and joe love dan and joe also love movies dude. but they love very specific kinds yeah of movies. and yeah. they'll like go back and forth in the funeral coat chat about like uh this app uh, uh letterboxd yeah. yeah and they're like yeah i gave it like a three out or like i originally gave it a four out of five and then right. i finished it and I really didn't like it so i gave it a three out of five i'm like what is going on? I'm yeah. like, but that's so cool. Yeah, Letterbox is like yeah. all of the movies that you watch. Right, like, it's like uh, you know the Untapped beer app. Oh Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. It's like saying this. It's like Oof. a. It's specifically for like movie nerds, you yeah. know. And it's like I use Letterbox. I honestly don't like the five star system. I would rather do it out of ten because there's a lot of movies. It's like, dude, like I don't know. I feel like <laughs> most movies I like fall into the four or five category. I want you know. And yeah, it's do like, I want to give but it a 4. not 2? like. Well, there's just some movies that I'm like, all right, that's obviously a five-star movie. And then it's like, but that's a five-star movie that's also, like, not even close to that movie. So it's like, if it was out of 10, I'd probably give one a 10 and one, like, an 8. Yep. You know? Yep. So, yeah. Or, like, a 9. Or I like the the out of 10 rating system. Yeah, it's great. Five Five's tough, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's too too small and you're out of 10, for sure. Especially in a category like movies, where it's so vast. You I know? know. Yeah. Yeah. But I love movies, though. I always have. Uh I would, but it, it is, it's harder to, to sit down and watch them because, you know, we live in the streaming era and also movies are so much easier to make now. Yeah, um, they are. You know, movie theaters at one point were just, there was one movie playing mm-hmm. and you just went and saw that movie, Wizard of Oz, boom, go see it. Uh, and then I don't know if movie theaters existed when Wizard of Oz was around, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, now you have all these streaming services with thousands of movies on it and they just keep changing every month. And it's like, it's so hard to try to pick them down. And so I guess that's one thing I do like about Oscar, the Oscars is like, Oh, okay. So here are like 15 to 20 really good movies that based on people who 
know a lot about movies and I'm like, great. And so I just will watch what's on that list. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, phenomenal movie. Highly recommended. Mm -hmm. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is one of my favorite up and coming. I mean, up and coming, he won an Oscar. So I don't know if you can really call him up up and coming, but, um, recently started getting recognition around the last few years as well as Lakeith Stanfield who's also in that movie Lakeith Stanfield is in fucking everything and I'll watch any movie that he's in um uh I can name all of his movies but I know most of them you're probably gonna be like I haven't seen those because you don't watch movies yeah um have you seen a movie called Gringo Gringo yeah no dude okay it was on this was my family video time (laughs) we were allowed to uh take home uh a new release before we put it on the shelves so we could like talk about it with people I never did, but this one intrigued me for this reason only. It uh, described itself as a dark comedy, and Kill O'Clock had like just recorded a song called Dark Comedy. I'm right. like, hmm, let me watch this movie. Uh, but it's about uh, a CEO, his assistant, and the CFO who run a like a weed company. Cool. But the op in, already sold right in the United States. Cool. But the manufacturing and operations happens in Mexico. Mm-hmm. CEO and uh, hence the name Gringo. Hence the name Gringo. CEO and assistant are like you know typical like they're fucking even though the CEO is married because it's the the hot assistant you know typical sure, 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 sure. plot. The CFO is uh, overworked and underpaid because like he's really the brains of the organization all that good stuff. They go to Mexico. CEO and assistant know that the weed operation is just a cover for like dealing heroin. Whoa. Yeah. And, um, the CFO gets Sounds like some narco shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the CEO and the assistant like leave the CFO and he gets kidnapped by like, uh, the, uh, Mexican mob? cartel, cartel, yeah. drug cartel, whatever. Yeah. And it, it's a really funny movie, dude. Okay. Cool. Like, you ever see, uh, the death of Dick long? No. <laughs> <laughs> extremely extremely funny dark comedy yeah um about two guys that are that or well three guys that play in a band one of them being dick long um and they play in like a shitty uh butt rock band sweet and all the music in the movie is butt rock so like nickelbacks in it creed like all the the whole soundtrack is butt rock give it to me um but it's a really well-made movie yeah and what happens is these three guys are playing in a band and dick long dies Obviously, the movie's called The Death of Dick Long. Yeah. Happens right at the beginning. This is not a spoiler. So, you know, they're playing whatever, but you don't know how he dies. They're oh. just like, they're drinking and having a good time. They're partying. And then all of a sudden, they're rushing him to the hospital. But they don't want the hospital to know that they were involved. So they, like, leave him at the hospital. And then he dies. And then they're the rest of the movie, they live in a super small, like, hick town. And, like, the rest of the movie is them trying to, like, you know... uh cover up their story but they do a fucking terrible job of covering it up and just like oh keep digging themselves in a deeper and deeper hole and then at the end you find out how he died and it's like nothing you could have ever imagined and it is a really really fucking funny movie so I love I, that I, it's very dark very funny it's an A24 movie if you're familiar with A24 sold yeah sold. I'm a huge A24 guy and I know that probably makes me a bit of a hipstery hipster. snob yeah whatever Um, but that's what I they like make good movies yep. dude it's the same thing with being a Lady coffee Bird, star man it's what I like I'm water. not gonna shit on you for not being about it you know but don't shit on me for being about it yeah you know Midsummer. I see it dude I saw people shitting on Midsummer. there's a for some reason I haven't seen it very good I gotta watch it yeah it's very dark very disturbing um, very good though, but I've seen on Twitter. I don't know. A lot of people, uh, same thing. The bracket meme 
the uh, viral bracket meme went around about Midsummer, yeah. and I'm a guy who reads replies on viral tweets, and uh, people are like, fuck this movie. Like, this movie was terrible. Snooze fest. Terrible. Whatever. And I'm like, bro, that is like one of the best movies I've ever seen. Obviously, different strokes, whatever. Yeah. But uh, Midsummer's one of my favorite. I, I, remember, I saw that movie... And what I, I really like when movies have a lasting effect on you. Like I saw that yeah. movie and I didn't stop thinking about it for two weeks. That's how I was with uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water was super Dude. good. I think that's also an A24, A24. movie. Uh, yeah. Lady Bird. Lady Bird's way. phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my God. Lady Bird, my story, I might've told this on the podcast. I don't remember, but I, I don't think I told have. the story recently. I don't remember where, but I watched Lady Bird right after the movie Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Also a great movie. Phenomenal. Two very different levels of movies. Oh, my God. Like, yes. uh, Bill, Three Billboards is, like, very dark, very serious, deals with some really, really deep shit. Yes. And Lady Bird is just, like, a girl who's, like, I'm just trying to figure out who I am. So, like, you know. I watched those movies back to back while I was on an airplane. You go from three billboards, you go to Lady Bird, and I'm like, this girl's annoying. You know what I mean? Her <laughs> problems don't even matter. This girl in the last movie was burned alive, and she's just like, I don't, I, I'm a bird now. And it's just like, this isn't, but then I, I watched a- them in opposite order. <laughs> That's so funny because I took uh, Shape of Water, Lady Bird, and three billboards. They were all Oscar movies that same year. Maybe that's why I took them home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I. Shape of Water won Best Picture. Dude. Yeah. That movie was great. Great fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. They fucked a fish. Yeah, it happens. Guillermo del Toro, dude. That dude rules. Yeah. The director. Uh, yeah, Lady Bird, though, out of context, very, very good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't watch it after something like Three Billboards, though, because yeah, you're going to not be in it. But Yeah, that movie was heavy. Um. Yeah. And I, I mean, Lady Bird is great, and I'm obsessed with any coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. That's like what I just, I mean, our album coming out is what I, I describe as a coming of age story. Cause it really is. Cause I wrote it, you know, about this figuring out who you are as an adult in the world and the time that we exist in. Do you think that has helped you like writing about it? Absolutely. That's yeah. how I've gotten through everything except the difference is now that I also started going to therapy. Cause I was one of those people that was like, no, I'm supposed to be the broken artist, you know what I mean? Or else I won't be able to make anything good, which was crazy because I never made anything good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then I started – so I've always – I mean, writing, that was how I always processed everything. It was like, yeah. if I don't know how to deal with it, I'll write about it, which was fucked up. I, I I always used that as a tool rather than knowing how to openly communicate. So that's not good, obviously, right? So, like, in, like, relationships, friendships, whatever. Yeah, life. Yeah, I didn't – you have to know how to communicate your needs to people. You have to be able to openly communicate when you're upset about something, whatever. And I never, ever learned how to do that. Um, because I always just was like, well, I don't have to, I can just write about it. And then once I write about it, I'm over it. Um, but you know, obviously unhealthy and everything else. And that goes back to the thing I talked about last week of, I was always focused on the ego of the musician of like, who am I on stage? Like, who am I presented to the world as this person? But I was never focused on, you know, who I am as a real person and, and in my life and, and things like that. So, um, so now I'm figuring out that balance, you know, and I go to actual therapy, but I still write songs too. And I think my songs have just gotten so much better now that I That's awesome. have gone to therapy actually. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there who's the artist type that you're like, I can't go to therapy because I think if I get fixed or if I fix my issues, which is not what therapy actually is, um, that you're not going to be able to be creative anymore. It's the exact opposite in my opinion is that once you can clear out those cobwebs in your head and the voices and, and, and be able to deal with the voices in your head that shit on you all the time and, um, be able to get through that stuff. It just opens the door to, for an amazing creative process. 
Um, and yeah, I think my songwriting has only gotten better. Um, I mean, I think this album is the best thing I've ever done. Um, but sen- I mean, at the time that we finished it, yeah, yeah. And then, but since then, like everything, I, it's pretty kick ass. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it is one hundred percent kick ass. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be proud of it forever. Um, but it's just like there now I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm writing so much better songs and I can't wait to get to those. And that's, that's always the battle. Is it not? Is like thousand percent. You always want to play your new stuff because your new stuff is fresh and it's your, and you use the old stuff to like try to outdo yourselves. And then you do, and you're like, okay, well fuck these songs. I don't want these songs anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but I, you know, dude, I loved the show at rec room where we played all unreleased songs. Yeah. That was probably our, in my opinion, like the best show we ever played. Oh yes. That one. Or, uh, I was actually thinking about this on the way here. Um, just cause we, I think we mentioned this earlier, but we did, we tried this yesterday. Didn't work out. Yeah. And, uh, I was trying to think of things that we hadn't talked about to, you know, not dip into the same thing and like be repetitive for ourselves. Sure. And, uh, the thing I was thinking about was like the best shows, that we've ever played or like personally have ever played and the worst shows. Yeah. And like that Oof. dude, that also one of the worst, the rec room show was, that was amazing. Amazing. That I was also, also the last post prom show. No, Nope. Head North, head North in Milwaukee. Yeah. My bad. Um, it was, it was a month before that. Yeah. I also really loved, uh, lock house. Oh, was super American. That yeah. was a very fun show. That was a yeah. very fun show. Yeah. I had a blast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was super fun. Um, and what's great about playing Lockhouse is that the acoustics in that room are terrible. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't sound good, so you don't really even have to be that good, and you can just have fun. Yeah. Um, and, like, so many people fucking showed up. Dude, holiday shows, man. Holiday shows are the best. I mean, best. If you play a show between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, that's the best time to play a show yeah. because everybody's home and everybody just wants to go out and do something. Yes. So, if, and that's when that, that lockout show was. And, and I think the head North show might've been also, or no, maybe it was right before. Yeah. It was right before Christmas, I think, but playing I was, between, I was in like January playing between Christmas and New Year's is always amazing. Um, because like I said, everybody is home. Like everybody, you know, is I'm, I don't know why I had to expand on that. That's obvious. Everyone is home. Everyone's <laughs> home, bro. And uh, and everybody wants to go out and yeah, and, and do something while they're here. And yeah. uh, a show is a great way to bring people people together and oh, always have good turnout at those shows. And so yeah, that uh, Lockhouse show was one of those shows. That was, it was December 29th that year, and uh, fucking everybody came out to that show. Man, it was awesome. So sick. Yeah, it was real fun. It was packed in there. Shows. Miss them. Dude, I keep thinking about, oh, man. We were going to see Pine Grove. Yeah. I was going to go see Microwave. Have you ever seen Pine Grove? No. Best band I've ever seen live. Uh, yeah, hands down. Uh, I've seen Microwave like 40 times. They're I was, all so great. I was really excited because it was uh, after, it was the Death is a Warm Blanket tour. Oh, right. And you love that album. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. See, Unbelievable. To me, Stovall, in my opinion, is still the best. I just I, think Stovall was was the best piece of work. I mean, I loved Much Love, and I did love Death Was a Warm Legged too. Yeah, I it it was extremely brave for them to go for something like that after being kind of like a popier band. Dude, you know what yes, I mean? and I love that they did that. They yeah. were just like, we're dark, we're weird. Let's right. bring grunge back. Yeah, and was, I'm fucking yeah, about it. It was dude. kind of like their equivalent to like Daisy by Brand New. 
yeah um what, yeah what what they were trying to do with that except i think microwave did a better job uh yeah, yeah. totally yeah but i do love i mean i love the album daisy but uh yeah no that was cool it was a cool, cool album what i was gonna say though is i keep thinking about um playing shows again yeah terrifies me what aspect uh, that I haven't done it in so long because I've uh, been doing it for so long. And then it's just... And this is the longest I've gone without playing a show since I was like 12 or 13. Uh, so I'm just... I don't know. I, I, I know I'm going to be super nervous and I know I'm going to be extremely emotional, um, especially if it's post-problem. We're playing these songs, you know? Uh, and it's going to be... It's going to be tough for sure. I also think about going to shows. So when I was a kid... Uh, I used to have panic attacks in crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, crowds were like a Weren't fear of mine. Yeah. Uh, if I got brought into one, I freaked the fuck out and needed to go home. I didn't attend, couldn't attend a concert until I was 14. That was the first time I could finally, I went, I had tried. <clears throat> I had tried to go to shows before that. Uh, but Jesus Christ, I can't clear my fucking throat. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, water. Thanks, bud. Smart move. Yeah, man. Hydrate. There's two rules. Sorry to interrupt, but there's Go two ahead. two rules at Overwinter. Uh, one, do not run out of coffee. Two, stay hydrated. Those are good rules. I would get that tattooed across my chest. I want to get, uh, we have oat milk, coconut milk, whole milk, or half and half tattooed on my forehead. There you go. That would make your life easier probably, huh? Uh, no, harder. Oh. Well, I don't know. You're like, why is that on your forehead? Well, you're going to ask me that question in about five seconds. Right. So maybe easier. Anyway. Um, crowds. Going to crowds. Yes. Going to shows. Didn't successfully. I mean, I went to shows when I was like real small. Like my parents took me to a concert when I was like yeah. three. Um, but after that, I could. I tried to go to shows, um, and I would freak out and, and have to go home. So when I was fourteen. It was the first time I went to a show successfully. I didn't freak out, and it Who was, was it? Drake Bell. No way. Swear to God, at the Erie County Fair. <laughs> and the I think the reason is because what scares me is the buildup to the show. That's what makes me anxious is because I know oh, I'm going to be in a crowd and I would yeah. freak out. So, you know, that happened. Oh, man, I had tickets when I was for my 10th birthday. My buddy Ryan, shout out Ryan. Uh, we went to Sam Martin's together and he, for my 10th birthday, got gave me a ticket to see. Uh, it was Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, uh, Hawthorne Heights, and From First to Last, who was Skrillex's band. Um, wow. Yeah, at the arena. Line up. Not oh wait, wait who did I say? Uh, Fall, Fall Out Boy, Boy Panic. Panic the, I don't think it was Panic. Maybe it, All American Rejects was on it too. Maybe Panic wasn't. Uh, it might have been Fall, Fall Out Boy, All American Rejects, Hawthorne Heights from First to Last. Maybe Panic at the Disco was on there as well. This might have been pre Panic at the Disco, like before they were a thing. So this might have been like two thousand. This was two thousand five. It was my tenth birthday. I don't think Fever You Sweat, Can't Sweat Out came out until two thousand six. I could be wrong though. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't matter. The lineup was nuts. Yeah. And my buddy Ryan gave me a ticket for my tenth birthday, and I was going to go with him and his dad, and because he was also ten, you know. And so, uh, day of the show, I'm freaking out, dude, because I know I'm going to have to be in a crowd, and I end up not being able to go because uh, I was freaking out too much. Uh, so that happened all the time, and then finally, and and that's what I think it is, the buildup, because I was working at the Erie County Fair when I was 14. It was my first job because you can work there when you're 14 because I'm just working at like the birch beer stands, just giving drinks out, you know, uh, and and uh, 
my, I was working with my cousin, Ricky, shout out Ricky. And this lady who was working at the fair came up and like Ricky gave her a free drink or something. Cause Ricky's a nice dude. And, uh, she was like, Hey, I work at the bandstand. She's like, do you guys want to go to the show tonight? Cause you were so kind, you know, to give me a drink. It's really hot out. I appreciate it. Let me return the favor. Do you guys want to see the show tonight? And he's like, who's playing? She's like Drake Bell. And Ricky turns and looks at me. He's like, you want to go see Drake Bell tonight? And I'm like, well, I mean, I would, cause like my cousins had like an RV at the fair because they like ran the birch beer stands yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So like I was, I would stay there overnight. So I was like, well, I got nothing else to do. Like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And there was no buildup. It was just like, as soon as we got off work, we're going to watch this concert. And it was outside, which probably helped. And it was like a, you know, it's not a huge arena. Um, and that was the first time I sat, I successfully sat through a concert. Nice. was uh drake bell yeah and it was right when the song makes me happy came out you remember that Ooh. song good song uh-huh uh-huh uh yeah and that was my first concert and then after that i was just good literally never had an issue Shout again out drake bell yeah for real um and yeah and then i was going to shows all the fucking time after that because once i got over, and that's how it is for a lot of things in my life is like once you get over the fear it's like i want to do this all the time it's the same thing i didn't ride a roller coaster until i was 22 Wow. Because I was terrified. The same thing. It just made me anxious. My parents were big amusement park people when we were growing up. Yeah. And uh, the on the episode we tried to do yesterday, we were talking about Disney World. I had, I've never been to Disney World, but we would go to like Cedar Point and Hershey Park and stuff. But I wouldn't go on the, anything <laughs> because they just like terrified me. So 22 is the first time I went on a roller coaster and uh, was with Charlie. Uh, we went to see Third Eye Blind and... Uh, yeah it was a good day dude that was an amazing day actually especially for post-prom because that was um it was me charlie cody marissa and brett and mm -hmm. that was like the first time cody and i had hung out and we just like had a really good bond and cody and i became very good friends that summer and then he moved to seattle and that's you know and and that summer Obviously, from the song, Cody's song, I say that was the summer I got a degree and nearly lost my mind, but yeah. late nights and old records, you know, I'm writing about that, those experiences of hanging out with Charlie and Cody and Brett and Marissa and, and you know, the well-kept things guys and getting to know Cullen and, and like, you know, I, I, after a time when I just finished college and I'm kind of lost in the world, I found these people that were very kind and, and accepting and loving of me. And uh, that's my song to all of them, really, is just like, thank you for giving me a home, basically. So obviously, shout out Cody, because that's who really inspired the song. But, uh, and then that's how we came up with Jessica Hayes, The Future, too. Wow. Which it was, was at that, because that was the Dippin' Dots girl. Um, oh yeah was that yeah was that during like that, that day so yeah yeah and that's uh so there's gonna be a track coming out on the album for anybody listening called uh jessica hates the future uh and it is about a girl that worked at the dip and dot stand at darien lake um who i don't know no none of us knew what her name was so we just called it jessica oh um, i thought she had a name tag she might have we just like <laughs> made up a name and decided she was jessica and that was the Awesome. And Jessica hates the future is about her, that girl working the Dippin' Dots sand and telling us she hated Dippin' Dots, but she likes ice cream, but Dippin' Dots are the ice cream of the future. So she just hates the future. Oh, so that's why that's, I thought, okay. That. My, uh, perception of the I'm title so excited for this. has been so skewed. Mm -hmm. I thought you went up or I don't even know if you got Dippin' Dots at this point. I thought you just saw her working the Dippin' Dots stand. You saw her name is Jessica, or if you did, she was just miserable. Yeah. And no, she was super nice. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I thought it was more or less she looked like she was miserable and hated anything that was going to like ever come her way. Yeah. So like she just hated the future or something. Right. 
I like yeah, your no. story better. Yeah, it she was seems like just, a nicer person. She was great. And yeah. it was and it was uh, all of us idiots, you know, going up yeah. uh, and just being ourselves and goofing around with her or whatever. And we're getting dip dots and someone asked her what her favorite flavor was. And she was like, I don't even really like dipping dots. And then someone was like, do you like ice cream? And she was like, yeah. Like, so you like ice cream. You don't like dipping dots. Dipping dots are just the ice cream of the future. So you hate the future. And then we came up with the... Just, I love that. Just case the future. Yeah. And, I, and that song, spoiler alert for <laughs> when the album comes out, but that song is a, what is hilarious is that that's the title of it. And the song is literally about um, Christianity, like, or just like become tra- my uh, experience transitioning from like Christianity to atheism. <laughs> and that's what I wrote it about. And mm-hmm. that's what the title is. And it is just about, dipping nuts but uh and then we incorporate it to the rest of the album and there's a bunch of references to jessica throughout the yeah. rest of the album so i so for the few people that do listen to this podcast when the post problem comes out and you're wondering who jessica is it's not actually uh, anybody um but s- loosely based on a girl who worked at the dip and dot stands who probably will never ever know <laughs> at Darien Lake. you know yeah uh but yeah so first time a roller coaster was during like that day before i saw third eye blind and it was the 20th anniversary of the self-titled album which is one uh, of, probably my favorite album of all time they played it front dude. to back dude this day was amazing dude it was an amazing day and i rode every single and we kept saying oh that's all, all also when we did the always blue thing always blue yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is really from silicon valley but yep. that's when we started making it like our joke yeah was that day like that day so many inside jokes came out of that day and uh the roller coaster i, I went on every and we kept saying we all ride them all Oh my which God. was that we are all going to ride every single roller coaster and yeah. we did. And it was so, and obviously like when you get through the first one, like I was saying before, once you get through it, it's like, let's do this forever. You know what I mean? Cause this was so fun. I'm so yeah. happy. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like jumping off, right. It's the, it's like jumping off the, the high dive at the pool. You know, it's like, it's mm-hmm. terrifying, but once you do it, it's like, Oh my God, let's do it again. Yeah. You know? Oh wow. Yeah. So that, but going back to, I explained a lot there, but the point I was trying to make is that, I'm also terrified of going to shows because it's been that's this is the longest I've gone without one because I knew I got over the fear. So I was like, all right, go all the time so that we all don't fall back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now this is the longest I've ever gone without a show that I feel like I'm so scared of some sort of shock that's going to happen my first time being in a crowd again because it's been so long and I've gotten so comfortable being not around people that I'm just going to like probably freak out. I mean, it might not happen um, and probably is an irrational thing, but it's in the back of my mind. So those are two I, things I... Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, like, you understand why it would be a thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? If, if you can understand it, I feel like you would have a better grasp of... A better grasp of it and controlling it. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah, just I mean, that's as is most things. Uneducated yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. guess, but... Way to be understanding, John. Oh, yeah. If there's anything you can be in the world, it's understanding and, and respectful. Yeah, I don't... Or try your hardest, you know? You may not always get it, but... yeah. You got to listen. Yeah. Oh, it's great, know. man. It's great to have friends like you, John. Uh, Jay-Z Ricky was once quoted as saying, "It's there's something comforting about knowing John Vaughn. And I think that's true. Thanks. Yeah. You're just a good dude. It means a lot. And uh, that's a good friend you have to have, you know, is like just somebody to just, especially somebody like me who, when I'm freaking out a lot or something, you're a very comforting presence to have around to just like explain what's going on in my head. And it's like, you don't have to have the answers, but you're very good at like responding of just being like, yeah, all right. You know, just yeah. like just being there. And that's, <laughs> that's something that some people um, aren't good at, you know, and not to any fault of their own, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But uh, 
that's a good gift to have Thank and to you. bring into the world. So cool. All right, we're you know a little over an hour and a half, so we can wrap this up. This is way better than yesterday. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, dude. Again, I'm sorry. Uh, I was extremely like shit, dude. I drank so. <laughs> I'm going to be putting out a thing on Instagram once I finish it, but I showed you it yesterday. My sister-in-law and I started drinking wine and then we started singing songs yeah. and then uh, we got really into, well, there's this song uh, Without You by the Kid Leroy, who you let me know yesterday is a TikTok song. I actually didn't know that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I just know that singer or artist, performer, whatever, um, and I really like his music. He's like 17, super talented, and that song is, is such a good pop song, and uh I was, you know, on the aux and played that song. And my sister-in-law was like, ah, this is my favorite song right now. I was like, me too. So then, you know, and her and I started talking about it and we're drinking wine and having a good time. And she was like, let's go record a cover of it. So we did. And uh, it's super funny because we're both like trashed in it. Uh, so I'm going to put it on Instagram. But that's the reason um, because I wasn't even thinking about the next day. I was just so excited to like collaborate, mm-hmm. you know, and just drink some wine with my sister-in-law and, and we were just having a good time, and, and then it was 3 in the morning and two bottles of wine later, and then I wake up to my alarm at, like, 9.30, and I'm like, fuck, I have to do a podcast. I got up at 7 that day. Jesus Christ. I was stoked. Nice. Well, dude. it's not that I was stoked. It's I would usually be waking up at 5, yeah. and I got to sleep in, so yeah. I slept until 7. Actually, before we end, and I know I always do this where I say we're going to yeah. end and we don't because that just made me think of it, is that you don't, you're a straight edge. I am. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, like, proclaim it, but I am. Right, yeah, yeah, because there's, whatever, there's connotations with I that. I do it for myself. Sure, right. Yeah. yeah. It's not to be any part of any community or anything. It's just that you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do anything. Yeah. Um, you have before. I've done them with you. We've had great times. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we've had great times without them, and I'm a person who's also, like, had areas of my life when I stopped drinking and, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So um, what made you do that? Hmm. Well, uh, in 2019... I decided to just be clean. Yeah. That was uh, something. Well, January of 2019, Kill the Clock was going on a tour. And uh, you may have shown me this, or maybe I read into it or something. But um, I remember Keith Buckley saying something about like being sober on tour is very good for you mentally. Hmm. May, may have been Keith. An idol, a musical idol that I look up to. Sure. Pretty sure it was in that realm of music, whatever. Um, and they're like, you know, it's re- it's really good for you mentally. You don't get like fucked up every night, so you don't feel like shit. And then you don't, uh, you can always be your best self, right? When you perform, I'm Facts. like, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the December before that, uh, show at Thirty Seven Maple. Uh, I almost get ran over. Right, I remember With, that by uh, the drunk driver, correct? Drunk driver, uh, me, Jenna, uh, Rob, Kevin Harper. Shout out, Rob. Shout out, Rob. We, yeah, we pretty much almost get pinned up against the trailer. I shit you not, I was maybe like six inches. I was up against, back up against the trailer. This car was six inches from my knees. It was terrifying, yeah. absolutely terrifying. Um, and I'm like, damn, dude, like I never want to that right and i don't want to say like i know that i never would be but there's times where you're fucking stupid dude yep. and alcohol does that and yeah, i'm not saying i'm not that. saying this isn't me like preaching like don't drink you know right. it's fucking stupid because i've gotten so hammered a lot sure <laughs> and so 
January. Uh, actually, it was New Year's Eve party at your house. That was the last time you drank? Yeah. Uh, that was the last time I drank before uh, I decided to... It wasn't even just dry January at that point. It was me like, I'm just going to be clean. Yeah. And the first... Did you get one, drunk at my house? No. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I just... Uh, I decided it was something that I wanted to do more for myself than anything and also to like kind of prove that I could do it. Yeah. You know? Um, so I did it. It was cool. My first drink was a uh, super expensive champagne at the speakeasy that I worked at, which is really cool. Um, but then... I told myself I was going to like whiskey. I was like, I'm going to like this. I'm going yeah. to enjoy it. So yeah. I like tried to drink whiskey. It was not for me, whatever. So um, I'm casually drinking again, nothing insane. And then uh, pandemic and I'm like, well, I'm bored. Uh, I really like craft beer. I'm getting stupid money from the government because I lost both my jobs. Simulate that economy, baby. Yeah. So I would go to like breweries and stuff and like buy a bunch of beer and bring it home and drink it. And like, it was cool. Uh, and I continued to do that. Like I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Beer is cool. But, uh, I think at the time I was just kind of getting bored of it, not bored of it, but like I had a lot of the same kind of beer and I knew what I liked. Yada, yada. Uh, Jenna and I move in together. This is now, pretty much a year ago we moved in together may of last year and um i'm still buying beer slamming beers you know one night i got fucked up and i shaved the sides of my head hell yeah and i'm like this why the fuck did i do this and um i was kind of like on and off i would stop for a while and then i tried smoking again wasn't into it again i remember i remembered why i stopped and it was just because i felt strange I couldn't really handle it. I couldn't hang plain and simple. And then, um, I always make the joke to myself and our close friends that I stopped drinking and claimed edge, if you will, on, I can see mountains day. Um, (laughs) September 1st, September 1st. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I enjoy it. Good. I stopped drinking for a while, but that was mainly because I was on Lexapro. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to drink (laughs) or I didn't ignore it. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, was getting real fucked up all the time. Obviously, were you you were at meat day? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It happened. It happened. I was not in a good place in my life. You kept trying to kiss me. Yeah, I know, man. I like kissing men. All right, especially when I'm drunk, especially my homies. All right, I'm saying it. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, and I think it's funny. Okay. <laughs> that's it. All right, and I was on antidepressants and was drinking depressants and trying to prove something for you're some doing reason. the bo- the Wade Boggs thing too yep which I think is all right kind of hilarious no 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 <laughs> hear me out hear me I'm out because you had like seven beers your previous you had 27 yes however I, previ- I know you had a right. long day I the know the previous you had a long day. year I did 27 beers over like a 12 hour span and yeah. I was eating all day so I wasn't I actually wasn't fucked up I mean I was but like you were I was in control yeah. I guess it, to a certain extent, way more control. Yeah. This year, I was like, "All right, I did twenty-seven beers last year. I got to do thirty this year." Yeah, and uh, you went, you went pretty hard. Showed first. up super fucking late because I think I was drinking the night before. Showed up super late. Where like the year before, I started drinking at like eleven a.m. This year, I started drinking at like four thirty p.m. 
and I drank 18 beers by 10 p.m. and didn't eat anything and was on antidepressants. Not a good combo. Not a good combo. And it made a complete ass of myself. And then the next weekend did the exact same thing. And then I stopped for eight months. And it felt great. And then the pandemic hit, and I was like, fuck this. I got to do something, you know? But I am have much more control over right now. But there are some times, uh, you know, where I get too drunk and then start being dumb, and then the next day I'm anxious, and I'm like, ah, I wish I wasn't like that. I wish it didn't turn me into this. But yeah. um, And I blamed – what I'm realizing recently is I blame that more on the drinking than on something wrong up here, uh, and that's what I'm starting to realize lately. You know, I, I do these purges – you know, where I'm like, I'm not going to drink. If I stop drinking, that'll fix the issue. Or yeah. or I'm going to get off social media. And if I get off social media, that'll fix the issue. Or all these things. It's like, this is me. I'm focusing on myself and I'm working on myself. And I say that all the time. And it's like, but I'm not actually not. You know, I'm just putting things that are point are, are directly related to the problem aside. Yeah. yeah. And thinking that's fixing the problem and it's not. Mm. And, uh, and I'm realizing that now. So now I'm starting. So now it's like, all right, well. I'm keeping social media. I'm keeping drinking. I'm just understanding what they do and how they contribute to the problem. And and that's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as I read you something understand. Recent. I'm going to see if I can find it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you can, uh, I don't want to say understand the issue, but understand what these outside influences do to you. Totally. Uh, you recognize it and you don't let it consume you. That's fine. It's like everything in moderation. I saw this you know? the other day. It says the problem is never the problem. It is only a symptom of something much deeper. Like that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So Who said like, that? Um, it was on Instagram. Uh, someone named Vir- Virginia Satire or Satire. Satire. I don't know. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, but I saw that and I was like, yeah, that's really what it is. It's like, you know, drinking and social media and whatever was a scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so now I'm just kind of like accepting that. It's like, okay, so I can handle drinking. I can handle social media. It's like, I just got to work on the problems mm-hmm. in between and I don't have to, completely just cut those chalk things them up. off yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so because i remember you weren't on social media for a while too long time yeah, yeah. i mean not a, five months which for me it's, feels like a long time I mean, but it's like half of a year yeah dude. like yeah. it's a good chunk of time to right. be like completely yeah and then what happened is i was like okay i was off long enough you know i was like i had my time out i learned my lesson I had my time out right and then i get back on and i'm like i'm doing the exact same you know what i mean i'm, I'm yeah. using it for the same thing so uh you know but now it's I recognize that and I'm working on that and uh, yeah. And I think I'm just starting to find a good balance and I'm getting to where I need. And now I actually feel like I am truly working on, I mean, I've always been, I have been working on myself, but like, yeah, you have. I'm truly starting to get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm figuring this out. You know, I, I'm figuring out the balance. That's awesome. Yeah. Proud of you. Thanks bro. I was extremely honest and vulnerable on this podcast and that's just cause you're around. That's, that's kind of, kind of guy you are thank you everybody should have like somebody like that in your life i mean every everybody in your life should be like that you should be able to be open and honest with everybody yeah dude what's the point yeah and if you can't be not saying are they friends but like i don't want to say you don't know them that well but like if you prioritize your friendships by you know the people you should be prioritizing in your life are the people who are um you know aren't going to judge you for being completely authentic and uh um you know and are just people who lift you up instead of bringing you down. Very well said. And you're one of those people, John. Thank you, Aiden. You are too. Thanks, bro. Cool. Thanks for coming on, bud. Yeah, no problem. I'll talk to you soon. Post Prom album out uh, April 27th. Eight, that's tomorrow. It's my dad's birthday. He's going to be 69. No, that's my cousin Carly's birthday tomorrow. 
She's going to be uh, 25. Nice. Well, album's out tomorrow, guys. But no, by no. the time... All right. You stop. All right. Bye, guys.